Yo, welcome back to the Mass Football Podcast, the number one soccer podcast in South Oklahoma City. I'm your host, Ricardo Ulloa, and no co-host today. Like I said, I forgot to hit him up today. Everything's been going crazy, but we're going to fly this ship not solo because I have a guest today. But before the guest, I do want to say thank you to our sponsors, Legacy Real Estate Group, for allowing us to use your location. I definitely 1000% recommend you guys to go to them. For any of your real estate needs, whether you're looking for a reinvestment, trying to turn that equity that you have in your house into some cash and trying to get yourself into a better situation, whatever you need, they'll be able to put you in the right direction. My Aunt Rosie, my Aunt Vettel, they're great. And I recommend them a thousand percent. So Legacy Real Estate Group, thank you. Uh, But for today, I always do that. Sorry, sorry. I have a special guest today. He's an ex-professional soccer player. He's a sports agent. And hell, one time he was named top three goalies in the CONCACAF, which is huge. Probably behind maybe Kailer Navas and Memo Ochoa. You just to name some random goalies out there. Our guy, Cody Lorendi. <laughs> What's up, my friend? Ricardo, thank you for having me on, man. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm I doing good. appreciate you for having you on today, man. Oh, man, I'm, I'm really, really excited. And like I said, thank you for adjusting your schedule to fit, uh-huh. to fit mine doesn't go unnoticed. I appreciate it. Well, last <laughs> week was kind of rough. We would have recorded last week, but COVID finally got to me after two or three years. So I actually think I had it a little bit before, like in right. December, like before they had on announced it. But right. this one was definitely a lot easier than You're that. You're doing one. okay now though? We're doing good. Thankfully, my kids are doing great. They didn't, I think Wonderful. the parents went through a lot worse than the kids did. So that was good. Of course. Good, good, good. But I'm happy I was able to run into you last, a yeah. few weeks ago at uh, Palapastock. Palapastock, yes. Wonderful event, huh? What an event. Incredible. Oh, my gosh. That was the first time I've ever been there, but I was left, like, yeah. it's pretty speechless. Yeah, that was, that was an event for, for the... It was, it, my uh, my wife came away from that, and she said it, it, it kind of reminded her rem, reminded her of, uh, like, a Coachella or some sort of uh, honestly. outdoor concert venue event. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was... What a wonderful, what a wonderful, you know... Um, first and foremost, Liz and Tim McLaughlin, wonderful awesome people. people. honestly. Right? Great people. Um, they put on a heck of an event, mm-hmm. and it was it was wonderful to see some familiar faces. Did you try the donuts? Oh my god, yeah, dude, those donuts are they were good. incredible. I went for six, and I had to go back for a dozen. That was that was on the way out. We're like, yeah, let me get one of those, and let, let's try half a dozen of those. And yeah, it was excellent, man. It well, was excellent. Tell me, for the people that don't know you, yes. introduce yourself. Tell me what you do. Yeah, so my name is Cody Lorendi, um, former professional soccer player, current um, sports agent. Nice in nice. the football soccer realm both on the men's and the women's side. Mm-hmm. Originally from Melbourne, Florida. Okay. Moved moved to Oklahoma City to play for the Energy six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and finished up my career last year. Moved straight into player representation, intermediary work. Nice. Um, keeps me around the game. It keeps me kind of watching more football now than I did as a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most importantly, um, I'm able to work for people that are willing to take an entrepreneurial risk on themselves. Mm. And I love that about people. I love that about the fact that you are maybe not going to go the way of your peers, mm-hmm. right? And go into the quote unquote mm-hmm. nine to five job, mm-hmm. but you have an athletic talent and an ability that you've worked at and you've honed your craft over years. Um, and my whole role in helping them is to be the bridge, nice. to be the bridge to <clears throat> Um, whether it be a trial or whether it be, <clears throat> sorry, um, 
you know, uh, negotiating a contract mm -hmm. or advice. Advice, yeah, yeah, through through experience. Yeah, because right? you've been there. So exactly. this is exactly. You probably met a lot of. Did you meet a lot of <laughs> sports agents that weren't professional players? So yes, a few. And actually, mine uh, was uh, a mother of one of my teammates. Okay. Um, you don't need to necessarily be have been a player, mm -hmm. and to, same thing with as a coach, right? You don't necessarily have had to had that experience as a professional. That definitely helps. But it helps. Mm -hmm. It it helps immensely because it's not information that you're reading out of a book, right? It's real life experience based knowledge, mm. and no amount of reading a book qualification will be able to give right? you. That ability to empathize Correct. with the player in those type of situations. Correct. Because you've been there. Exactly. And so I definitely utilize that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's it's people, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a law profession. Everybody thinks it's a, it's a law profession. If you need, if a contract is, I'd say, dense enough to where you have to enlist the the services of a, of a... You can get a lawyer. You can get a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so this, is, this is people. Mm. This is sales and this is trust above all. Right. And it's it's something that I feel is a natural extension of me uh, and nobody can compete, compete with that. Love right. It. And that's and that's with everybody, whatever you're good at. I feel like I am uh, I'm good at bringing people in. I'm, I love mm -hmm. to promote people. Um, they're never my player. And that's that's terminology that's yeah. used quite often with agents oh my player this and my player. can no. you imagine having an agent like that that no. was like you're mine oh my God. no it, it don't you're, you're looking at you're talking about people like they're a commodity yeah. they're a commodity right i uh, no no it's the it's the player it may be my client mm -hmm. right but not my you know not my player my player did this no, no get out of here that's ego you're his agent yeah i work for the player mm -hmm. right and i'm immensely proud of this person because of this achievement or this achievement, or you know, they've worked really hard to 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 achieve this. I just want to be one, their biggest supporter, mm -hmm. and two, an extension of the professional experience, mm. and provide my experience-based knowledge yeah, yeah. to them to help kind of further their career. Dang! So you're 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 an agent plus. Like it, if, like the you know. yeah. I mean, there's uh, and I, again, I don't know. I'm preface it with, I don't know everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm learning every single day. I'm never going to get That's this. It's good that you say that. Right. I, I'm not the finished product. I mm -hmm. never, never will be, mm -hmm. um, open to learn, open to, to listen and to understand. Mm -hmm. But I have found that there are agents that will just say, Ricardo, I'll do a deal for you and don't call me. I'll call you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm not interested in that. What kind of that. confidence does that give me in you? Right. How, how am I going to feel comfortable asking you a question? Right. If this is what where we're starting at. Exactly. So I, I explained to the player straight, straight away, listen, I, the terminology I just used, I want to be an extension of the professional experience. I like how you said entrepreneurial like risk, the risk yes. that you're taking. Because it, it, exactly. you could have said professional career, but why did you say entrepreneurial path for these players that are trying to go pro? Why is it an entrepreneurial path not worded Because... <laughs> I'd say I use the word entrepreneurial because you have, you, you actually, from an economic standpoint here in the U.S., which is where a lot of my business is. Mm -hmm. Right now? For now. For now. <laughs> for now, yeah. The, the financial side mm -hmm. of things force you to kind of think outside the box, mm -hmm. right? You could be a pro and you could play, but you're only talking a couple thousand dollars a month if you are on the higher end, right? So your mindset has to shift to how can I make myself as valuable to a franchise as mm -hmm. possible, Right? How can I, my presence, my personality, who I am as a person, 
correlate to fan support, correlate to making it harder for mm -hmm. a team to mm -hmm. let go of me or send me on my way, right? Because, uh, you know, who I am as a person, the time that I put into the community uh, translates to butts in the seats. Yeah. Right? And that's an entrepreneurial way of thinking mm -hmm. of, okay, yes, you're a footballer, but don't just box yourself into that level of thinking of, oh, I can't be asked mm -hmm. to uh, get up off my butt in the afternoons to go coach yes. or to go be in the community or to... I'm picking up what you're putting. To be the brand. To be the, yes. To be, so yes. Not, you're not only a professional. Um, let me help you. Let me add another facet to your game, Ricardo. Think yes. of yourself more as the a brand. Yes. Um, there's that player that used to play for Tulsa. Who has a really great YouTube following. Oh, Matt. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, Matt. That's a perfect know, example. Think of Matt and how he has, has become legendary brand, yes. has taken him to play overseas. Correct. And is definitely helping him from when he went to Tulsa. And now yes. he's a captain. I don't know where he's playing at right Charleston. now. At Charleston. Yeah. And I can definitely attest to that being a part of his brand and how right. Become Elite has become been able to put seats in those yeah, butts in those butts seats. In the seats. Yeah. And I think, and I'm, I don't know, but I'm, I'm almost certain he could leverage that for more, more, more money when it comes to negotiating a contract Definitely, because you now have a player who has, let's say he has, I don't know the numbers exactly. Let's say he has a hundred thousand followers on social YouTube media. Or whatever. That's a hundred thousand sets of eyeballs that are mm -hmm. now going to be tuning in, not necessarily to the game, mm -hmm. right? But they know now who Charleston battery is. I knew when he came to play against energy. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And that's where we're getting into this age of, uh, I'm hesitant to use the word brand, but it is it's it, a personal it's brand. true. Mm -hmm. It is true. Where players like, um, I don't know, like a, like a Pogba, right? I don't know why you were going to say that. Yeah, I said yeah, this. Pogba is the same. Like, uh -huh. like he's, uh, That's he's, a person that he's came to mind. unbelievably talented. Don't get me wrong. The football is the main thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he's found mm -hmm. a way to have commercial success, right? Fashion. I don't know if you've listened to or if you've watched the the Amazon documentary on him. I haven't. I've heard mixed reviews about so it, but I thought it I just the takeaway for me was like between him and his wife, I think they speak about four or five different languages. Yes, cuz he's not well, he's not native to France, but he's also Correct. from somewhere else. Correct. And she's uh I want to say she's from somewhere in Central America? Mm -hmm. Central or South America, I can't remember. But, you know, English, Spanish, French, Italian, mm -hmm. just so to me, I'm thinking to myself, wow. Look at he, all those markets he can bingo, reach. Right? Touch. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And and that's that's a shortcoming of my, my myself, mm -hmm. like learning another language and needing to be able to communicate. But seeing footballers, right? I think basketball is kind of like the closest other sport from a worldwide mm -hmm. um, reach. reach. But having those individuals that, like a Ronaldo's post on Instagram yeah, gets more 400 million gets followers. more likes and more attention than a Manchester United post mm -hmm. right or when Manchester United brought him back and they did the post on the social media mm -hmm. that had like the most likes in history yeah, right yeah, so yeah, yeah. so these brands of these Manchester Uniteds these Arsenals these Juventus these all these big time brands that have always said well yeah you can come to our club because we have the big name now it's kind of shifting a little Honestly. bit to where we need the big time player with the big time following. Yes, he has to take he has to be extremely talented and take care of business on the field, but from a commercial standpoint. Commercial standpoint. Like when Ronaldo signed to Juventus, Juventus paid a big fee, but what did they not make up the first or second day with just jersey sales? Jersey sales. Jersey sales and then you get extra sponsorships mm -hmm. and then like look at 
these preseason tours, right? It's no, it's no coincidence that they go to the big Asian markets mm -hmm. or they come to the U.S. where you know a hundred thousand people are going to come, and they're going to they're they're mm -hmm. going to watch them play, you know. And it's it's the business side of things, mm -hmm. and the business side of things to me is fascinating. Yeah, because I don't want to worry about that as a player, right? Correct. That's just talking about it now. We haven't even talked about your soccer career and whatnot. We're just going into. I guess what would some say be what ruins the game. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So it's definitely just multifaceted as a sports agent. And I would say this, those guys that are, and females that are at the top of their game, mm -hmm. right? They focused on their playing first. Yeah, we don't want you to worry about anything else. Yeah. Have fun. And, and that's the thing. Keep the main thing the main thing, mm -hmm. right? Let us take care of all the other stuff. Wow. Well, before I get into your career, knowing what you know now, how would you have done things differently? Oh, I would have started a YouTube channel 10 years ago. Yeah. And because to provide the, the reality versus a perception of being a professional is, in my skewed. opinion, it's skewed. Yeah. Because what do you say? It's culturally. And you go back to the social media. Everything is a highlight, mm -hmm. right? But what young people fail to understand is, okay, you did it, you know, say at a scale of one to 10. Yeah. This is, this is how I equate it. One being the worst player ever, 10 being the best, right? Mm -hmm. Anybody can go in for a day or two on a trial and be the 10 out of 10, mm -hmm. right? Or just, uh, you know, exceptional, right? Do that 24-7, 365. Yeah. And then, you know what? Do it again and do it another year and another year and keep going. You sound like you want to make me a robot. <laughs> and, and then deal with... Uh, being away from loved ones, mm. deal with uncertainty Contract about contracts, get one right? Uh, dealing with form, right? Mm. Uh, you know, all of these things that go mental into health. It. mental health. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where every, everybody has talent, mm -hmm. right? Everybody has talent, but it's this word consistency. Mm -hmm. Consistency is what will provide you a long term career. Mm -hmm. And consistency is the most rare attribute in humans because it's the hardest. But it's the one that gets you where it, you need to go. Exactly. Because I heard the saying, um, and for some reason I've heard it three or four times, I think God's trying to send me a message, is <laughs> if you lose motivation, stay consistent. Yes. Because staying consistent will bring back your motivation. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, because you're never going to have this upwards ascension into success and mm -hmm. everything is going to be, you know, uh, you're going to be kind of skiing downhill, as they say, mm -hmm. right? It's, you're going to have ups and you're going to have downs. And the peaks and the valleys, right? The peaks wouldn't feel as good without the valleys. Yeah, honestly. Right, and that's that's the that's the honest truth. You need the yin and the yang. Correct, and again, maybe it's just the day and age that we live in, mm -hmm. but everybody sees this not for what it actually is, but what they think it is, and there's a difference. Mm. So my job in this is to respectfully be as honest as I possibly can. Are you sure that this is what you want? How do you say that? It's considering that different people take different things differently. You really have to know your player and how to motivate him. Yes. To yes. Keep his feet on the ground. Exactly. This camera turns off at thirty minutes, so right. I, every when you see me move over, we'll just keep going. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. It's it's um being honest with people, and again, like you said, a lot of people take the honesty as oh well, you're a hater. Mm. No, I'm not a hater. I'm speaking from experience, mm -hmm. and. But again, I know I'm only one person's opinion, mm -hmm. but let me be as honest as I possibly can about what you want or what you think you want and then what the reality is of what you want. 
Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, those are very different. Mm-hmm. They want the big boot deal. They want all the commercial success that comes mm-hmm. along with it. They want to kind of put in some of the work, but you know what? If it gets a little tough, man, I'm going to back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nah, you can't have that, man. Do you ever drop clients? Um, there's been or- there's been some instances where I'll, uh, there's other agents that will say, they'll promise the world. I'm going to say, Ricardo, I'm going to bring you to uh, Real Madrid. Yo, Cody, this guy's going to take me to Real Madrid. Like, he, he says he can get me an Adidas brand. Like, so, you know what I say? Mm-hmm. I say, look, if that's what you feel you need, if that's what you feel, if he, you feel that this person can open up a door that I can't, go. By all means. Go. And it's happened twice, and both those players have come back around, and they've said, look, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and it's okay. I don't take things. I, it's, it's. It would put you in a worse position to not let them go or to t- bad mouth exactly. somebody else. If it, you want to see if it, it's greener on the other side, by all means. Exactly. And it's good that you approach it that way because they came back. So that says, what does that say about you? Well, that, well like, like I had mentioned earlier, I, and again, this is not. I have confidence in myself, mm-hmm. right? And and I feel like the job, me, what I do for people is an extension of me. Nobody can compete with me. Right. Mm -hmm. There's other great agencies out there. There's other great agents, but I feel my advantage is not just that I've lived it. I've been in their shoes, Mm -hmm. but I care the most. Mm -hmm. I care the most. I'm here for you. I'm here to be of service. You're not my player, right? I work for you. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I think is very, very important for people to feel appreciated, to feel valued, to feel like they've made the right decision, um, in, in having somebody who is an extension of their professional Mm -hmm. career. Mm -hmm. So, dude, that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> and we, I want to get to that box here in a second. Yeah. But before you became an agent, you were a soccer player first. Yes. And yes. I would love to hear how and where soccer started for you. Yeah. So can you tell me where you started to learn to love the game? Of course. Well, started probably much like everybody at like four or five years of age. Mm-hmm. Right. Always a field player. Okay. Um, you know, I didn't I, I was a late uh, I, I adopted goalkeeping late. How late? High school. Really? High school, yeah. So, you know, played youth. I played other sports, too. Played okay. basketball, baseball. Yeah, because you're a tall guy. American dude. football. Played all the sports. Can you dunk? Uh, I get rim rejected. Oh, okay. for, yeah. used to be able to dunk. Okay. <laughs> My knees can't mm-hmm. handle it anymore. Um, so, played all the other sports growing up. Um, soccer was the first love. Mm-hmm. Soccer was the first love. Um, and like I mentioned, I was late, uh, you know, late adapted to, to goalkeeping. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I went in goal was because I didn't think I was going to make the high school team as a field player. Mm. Yeah. So went in goal and, freshman, uh, sophomore, freshman. Okay. Yeah. And then was called up to varsity and I played goalie a little bit growing up, you know, but nothing serious. I more, I enjoyed obviously playing on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, high school came around, tried out for goalkeeper, made it. And, um, you know, at the same time you're playing club soccer and, so you, know, you were also doing club correct. in high school, or when did you start yes. doing club as well? Uh, always growing up playing club. Okay, always, always, always. always. But as a field player, mm. you know, as a field player. Um, and then as I got a little bit older, um, started taking goalkeeping more serious. Obviously, like I said, high school came around. Um, you know, was able to make the team, make the JV team that year. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of the season, um, got called up to varsity and it was like the best thing ever. I was like mm-hmm. well, on cloud nine. I was, you know, freshman on varsity got to play. It was really, really cool. And that kind of really sparked my interest interest in it. In it. Yeah. So oh. then what I would do is I would play American football and I would play American football as a tight end 
hmm. punter and a kicker. Oh, damn. Tight end was, uh, there was a lot of correlation between playing as a tight end, as a goalkeeper, mm. right? Body control, yeah. hand-eye coordination, um, you know, catching through traffic, mm-hmm. you know, all those things. Yeah, so being a goal leader in a corner kick yeah. was a breeze for right. you probably. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, I found I found a lot of, of similarities and I loved it. Mm. I absolutely loved it. Um, there was a good amount of time where I thought I was going to go to college to play American football mm-hmm. as a punter. Um, would go to all the combines, nationally ranked, all mm-hmm. this stuff. But they wanted me to walk on. Mm. Wanted me to walk on. And uh, there was a junior college. There was a junior college in the middle of nowhere in South Georgia. Hmm. And they offered me a small scholarship. And I was like, you know what? To play soccer? To play soccer. Okay. To play soccer. And I was like, yep, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to play soccer. Before that, though, you... And this is funny, because I had read this about you, because I was doing some research. I'm going to yeah. pull this up real quick. About a... Your Allstate experience, because you made the Allstate team, and if oh, I'm reading yes. this correctly, <laughs> yeah. it says, and can we, f- who who um, who runs this wiki page? I guess it's open to everybody, but we got to get this picture changed. Oh, right? I know. We gotta I've get seen some so many the, great pictures the, of you. I gotta, I, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe my dad. Maybe my mom, my mom or my dad might be. Yeah, that's a, that is in Vancouver, and that is when I played for the Puerto Rico Islanders back in roughly 2010. 2010? Yeah, nice. 2010. Yeah, that was uh, Swan Guard Stadium, not the stadium that they play in now. Uh-huh. Wonderful grass pitch, uh, track field in, in Vancouver. If you had to give this guy advice, what would you have said to him right there? And Ooh. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah? Yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I, I, I was fortunate enough in that moment, and that was right after coming back from Belgium. I had a wonderful teammate and roommate mm-hmm. who shared the same values I did. Oh, okay. And we could talk about that too, the importance mm-hmm. of that. Um, we had a wonderful mix of youth and experience, uh, and we were living in the Caribbean, right? So what complaints could we ever have? Right. right? If we had any, nobody would listen anyway. Mm. So yeah, tough life. All right. You're at the beach, man. Look how beautiful it is. Exactly. You're depressed. Like what's going yeah, on with you, man? Exactly. No, but that was, that, that's the advice I would give is just keep going on the, you're, you're on the right path. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, it says here for your learned attended. How do you say that? You Galley High Oga- School. Oh, Galley High School. Oh, Galley High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says you were a kicker, and you were named the MVP of the Brevard County All Star Game <laughs> when you came on the field and scored four goals. How do you score four goals if you were a goalie? Uh, I, I played on the field. Oh, you played on the field, too, on the but field. you were also the goalie for the I high did, school. I as did well. both. Yeah. So yeah. your senior year, you were just. It was like ha- splitting halves. There was another goalkeeper who was good as well. Decent. And um, what we would do, we'd just split the halves. They're just Jorge Campos. Just hey, the Jorge goalie Campos. and up in the field scoring goals, huh? Remember him? Oh yeah, dude. Legendary. What a legend. Legendary. What a legend. Yeah, and then it says here you went to go play. And this is where we're at now in South Georgia College. Yes. Where you were his first there, first year there, he was named the Georgia Junior College All-Tournament Team. Cody then attended uh, Hildenburg Academic. He- Heidelberg. Heidelberg. He- Heidelberg, yeah. I got Hassa in Belgium. Yes. Wow. Insane. Let's go to Georgia. Okay. How was that? It was first real experience away from home. Mm-hmm. So I think it was good. It was only like, what, five, six hours so away Florida from... Florida to Georgia? Not yeah. Not too far. Not too but far. But you're next door. From it's still what, away. Yeah. But I'm far far enough to way, away where I'm, I feel like I have some sense of... Uh, independence. Independence. Yeah. It gave you some room to grow. And it was not a good time in my life. Okay. I'll be honest with you. I was... Uh, like, like, the soccer season was great. Don't get me wrong. Not a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Right? So you get out of class... Started getting some bad habits, started mm-hmm. drinking a lot, mm-hmm. right? Not eating the greatest food, mm-hmm. um, not hanging around the best people. And that compounds. Exactly. 
exactly. To the point where I was extremely overweight. Mm-hmm. I was in a position that the the team that I played for was they, they hadn't sent anybody to the next level, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, well, all right, am I going to be the first, mm-hmm. or do I need to seriously look elsewhere to achieve what I want to achieve out of life professionally? And and at this point, your goal was to go pro. Yes, okay. but I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, it sounds good. That's what I want to do. I, but I don't know any of the necessary work that's required. Mm-hmm. No. So, long story short, move uh, at the end of that year. It's like that's one and done. I can't mm-hmm. do this anymore. So I go home. And Ricardo, when I tell you I was overweight, I was about fifty pounds overweight. Damn. But that's so easy to happen because I'm uh-huh. trust me, I'm battling that right now. It's it, yeah, it, but it's habits, mm-hmm. right? And you try to you try to adjust your habits, make them healthier, and you know maybe not drink as much beer, mm-hmm. uh, maybe eat some better food, maybe time when you're eating your food maybe a little bit better, and not yeah. not don't eat at midnight. Yeah, Stop exactly. Eating at three. Yeah, correct, correct. So came back home, uh, back home to Florida, back mm-hmm. home to Melbourne, Florida, and was working a job at an architectural firm. And it wasn't, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It wasn't yeah, a blast, was it? It was go do this. We have a, we have a shipment of, um, of paper that's in and the rolls of paper are like, you know, Jesus. they're for blueprints, yeah, right? So they're massive. Huge. They're probably like hundred pound, you know, uh, rolls. rolls. We got 50 of them outside. We need you, you know, and this is summer in Florida where, mm-hmm. you know, we're going through right now weather wise. Yeah, exactly. Um, go do this or, Hey, we need 50, 50 copies by 8am tomorrow. And it's mm-hmm. like four fifty in the Christ. afternoon. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where it was one of the best experiences going through. It sucked. It's one of those experiences where if you don't want, if you don't know what you want to do in life, go wash some dishes and you're going to find out real quick. That's exactly, what you want that's to do. exactly what this was for mm-hmm. me. And, and hindsight being 2020, you're like, wow, this is really good for me. But I got to a point where, oh, the other thing was, I had a coworker that thought he was my boss. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I know. Yeah. And he, he just, he was trying to, he was a, a lot older and I think he was just trying to. He was trying um, to teach you the way, but I mean, you don't have to be a dick about it. Correct. And you're not your personal correct. person to push around. You also have to do some work too. Exactly. I, I had a few of those too. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's hard. And you try, I try to be as professional as possible. But professional it understanding. To, but it gets to a point where yeah. even somebody else is just like, yo, man, don't let him tell you that. Correct. Correct. And uh, I just had enough. I had, mm-hmm. I had enough. And I, I had the, the, as they say, the come to Jesus moment where mm-hmm. it's like, the, my life's trajectory I'm not my. I'm not on the trajectory that I that I know mm-hmm. I can achieve in this life, and doing this is not getting me any closer to mm-hmm. it. So I'm just, you know, said, hey, respectfully, this uh, I'm going to be moving on, mm-hmm. you know, and really kind of dove into those positive habits, mm-hmm. right? Waking up a little bit earlier, getting the gym regularly, getting as much training as often as I possibly could. And then, you know, slowly but surely the weight starts falling off a mm-hmm. little bit. You, you're, you know, two pounds there, three mm-hmm. pounds there. You're like, wow, okay, I'm starting to feel better. I'm starting to move better. better. Okay. Right, this exactly. Starting to feel familiar. Yes. Gotcha. So get, get get back to my normal weight. I'm, I'm a big person anyway, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't take much. I can look at pasta and gain two yeah. pounds, right? Uh-huh. All right. I hear you. <laughs> genetics, right I know. Uh-huh. Um, but through that, uh, I'd say sharpening of... of your mind, if that you mental will. blade that you had going on. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Kind of allowed allowed me to utilize a contact that I had growing up, who was connected with a couple teams in Europe, mm. um, and 
I'd say about six months later, I was on a plane to Belgium. Six months later from pushing paper to yep. Belgium. Yeah. So this period of your life sounds very much like the burn your boat moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. It was like, listen, you know, getting back to it. I'm not, a, I'm not interested mm -hmm. in being a doctor or a lawyer, you know, so if it's going to happen. It needs to happen now. It needs to happen and now. And for people that don't understand that analogy, when these people would go to war, they yes. would burn their boats on yes. their way there so that no they, plan B, no plan B, extra motivation. Correct. Like I, there's no going back. You have to win. Mm -hmm. I, how were you not scared to go to Belgium? Did you just tell your parents like, hey, it didn't work in Georgia. I'm just going to go 20 times further. And yeah, I think I was just so naive, mm, but it's just a superpower. At that but, I, but I think it was it was a good thing. Mm -hmm. But I'll be honest with you when I got there and I, again, I wasn't I was there with other players from North America. Okay. Right, so we, we were able at least to communicate. Nobody that I knew, mm -hmm. but but you're sharing the same yeah, struggle. So yes, they're... and we're all there for the same reason. Mm -hmm. there, and that helps massively when you're in the environment of like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a superpower, right? The because iron sharpens iron. Correct, correct. Um, and your mind is malleable. You as a human being are malleable. Right? Human body is exactly. malleable. People underplay how correct amazing our bodies are. Correct. So. Yeah, going over there. I mean, but I'll be honest with you. I, I landed, um, had, the, it was the first time I've ever taken public transportation. I took a train mm. from um, from Brussels to Liège, Belgium, where I lived. And I finally got there and I sat on the bed. And I broke down. I was, mm. I was crying. I was like, what am I doing? Like, it all kind of hit you at once. Mm -hmm. And I was, I'll, rem I'll never forget that. It was like such a, an experience of like, w w wait a minute. I'm like, thousands of miles away mm -hmm. from home um i'm here to play soccer like i love soccer How old you? i was 18 2010 18 18 yeah wow. i was 18 and that was 20 uh no 2008 2008 2008 yeah yeah so it was there and had, had a little moment where i was like maybe it was a moment of uncertainty or mm -hmm. what what have you but then it was like all right i'm here i'm in the environment let's make the best of it mm. right and and for the next two years you know, uh, the structure of either we were going to school, right? Either in the mornings or the evenings mm -hmm. at an accredited, accredited U.S. university that had a campus in the, the teachers would actually come to us. Okay. So we were, we were going to school at the academy mm -hmm. and then we were training and playing in the evenings. So it's kind of like you're going to college. That's exactly. Have this going on. That's exactly. It. And the best thing about it was one, you're playing, uh, you know, you're, like I said, you're, you're there with like-minded individuals, but mm -hmm. two, you're playing against grown men, mm. right? And you kind of figure out if you like the idea of being a professional or actually want mm -hmm. to be a professional. And you're dealing with, you know, bad weather. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, getting look, Belgium's not known for its sunny skies, I'll mm -hmm. say that much. <laughs> you know, 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it's almost dark. You're like, yeah. oh, man, this is depressing. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't have had it any, any other way. This is exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. And you were a professional there. Yes. Yeah. And we were, we would, we would get like, everything was under the table from a, from a payment standpoint. Mm -hmm. Right. If you started, if you won, if you had a clean sheet as a goalkeeper, okay. you'd get a couple, uh, a hundred Euro, if you will. Mm -hmm. Right. But it wasn't anything like anything that you can really, really live off. Right. Of. But you I was also 18. Yeah. What do you need for it? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it was um, it was a very pivotal 
pivotal, excuse me, pivotal point in my life mm -hmm. because it was, and you're around people that thought they liked the idea or, or they liked the idea of being a pro, but weren't willing to put in the necessary work mm -hmm. to be a pro day in, day out, day in, day out. So constant grind, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And it's never this, again, upwards trajectory of success. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of setbacks. I mean, it's snowing outside mm -hmm. and we, you know, I'll see a training in an hour. <sighs> gotta go, to, mm -hmm. gotta go there. It's freezing, you know? And then on top of that, I'm missing birthdays. I'm missing mm -hmm. holidays. I'm missing family. I'm seeing my friends. Social media wasn't that big mm -hmm. at, at that time, but Facebook had just come out not too, uh, you know, long ago. Friends uh, getting married, having kids, maybe. College experience, uh, right? Yeah. We're all going out on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, your local day. bar, whatever, whatever. And what are you doing? Sitting in bed because it's late, because yeah. it's dark past four. Exactly. And I'm that thinking, and, and then I'm like, oh, well, wait, am I missing out? And then a week later, we go to see, we, we drive to uh, Paris to go see PSG play Braga <sighs> in a Europa League match. And this is why I'm here. And then after that match, we're standing underneath the Eiffel Tower, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not missing anything. Nothing. I am gaining. Wow. That's good. I am gaining in life experience and exposure in understanding of others, mm -hmm. right? Something that a traditional U.S. university Some experience. Some people don't leave their zip code. Some I'm, people that's don't that, Where I'm from in Florida, your whole life experience is made up of 30-mile radius. That's terrible. And that is a terrible way to go through life. Mm -hmm. That is a terrible monoculture way of mm -hmm. looking at life. No. Life, especially in, you know, if, if you're in whatever environment, it cannot be this same, you know, frequency as they mm -hmm. say, right? You got to have, uh, you, you, you have other, other people, right? Yes. Other cultures, other way of viewing the world, other way of experiencing, uh, experiencing and having life mm -hmm. experience, right? And that's what makes people interesting. Mm -hmm. But this concept of, yeah, born in my hometown, I'm going to die in my hometown and get out of here. Yeah, it's yeah a, that's not life. It's not a good sort of, it's not, yeah, right exactly. Because then you, you, you're just, you're around. This you're not doing yourself any favors. You're around this echo chamber of ideas mm -hmm. and thought, and that is not that. That's it's poison. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, dang, what happened after Belgium? Oof. Okay. So, I uh, had the reason, and let me back up a little bit. The reason okay. why Belgium was so um, great, advantageous for Americans to go, is because in the EU, and I don't know what it is now, but in 2008. In the EU, it, all, it took you three years of living in, in Belgium to obtain your Residency. dual citizenship. Okay. And for those of the, you that don't know, if you're an American, um, or not just an American, but it's very difficult to obtain a work permit or a work visa in Europe. This is Agent Cody talking now. Correct. <laughs> it's not as simple as, wow, this kid's really good. Let's send him to Europe. No, no man. And, and you see national team players, but the only way that the national team players are obviously over there is because they play X amount of games mm -hmm. the, uh, for the national team in a calendar year. So that, that qualifies them as being superior, if you will. Yeah. Right? And, so, that's, and I feel like that's things that people don't think about. Correct. Because when I was young and wanted to be a professional, I would watch these YouTube videos that would break down realistically what countries you should look at depending on how difficult it is to get a visa to work Correct. there, to earn some money there, and then to eventually get that dual citizenship. Because after that dual citizenship in Belgium happened, did you get a dual citizenship? So I was going to tell you. Okay. So I was there for two years and conveniently... Uh, all the paperwork that you need to, to provide to the mm -hmm. consulate, the local consulate, had been lost. No. Yeah. Conveniently. Conveniently. Right. Yeah. It's very. It's it's interesting. It's mm -hmm. uh, the term ethnocentric. 
hmm. um, where they knew we were Americans. And hmm. I'm not saying anything bad about the French, but Belgium is that part of Belgium. Mm-hmm. There, there's a heavy French contingent. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were as they were very happy that we were living there. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, conveniently, oh, we lost this paperwork. Oh, we don't have this. Oh, we don't. A well, couple of hundred bucks might have found it. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah, a couple hundred euros. I, I wasn't in that position. Of, yeah, that, no, right? but I understand that type of. You know, that, and it was tough. Bureaucracy. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, spent about two, two and a half years there. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, was not able to obtain, reobtain mm-hmm. my student visa. So I was looking at other options. And. This is now being a pro for two and a half years, coming back to Florida. With a little resume. Yeah. Maybe some Florida teams will pick you up. Well, a team by the name of Port- the Puerto Rico Islanders were doing a open tryout mm-hmm. in Orlando. And Melbourne, where I'm from, to Orlando is about 45 minutes. But you're Puerto Rican. Nope. No? No. Okay. No, I'll, explain, I'll explain it. So continue, continue. I'm go, jumping ahead. Yeah, no, that's no, okay. It's all right. So I go to this open tryout. It's okay. me and like 20 other goalkeepers and stood out. And was invited, not to sign a contract, invited into preseason, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I said, oh, 100%. So go home, pack my bags. I think the next week they flew me down there. Mm-hmm. And for the next month, I, you know, trained twice a day, worked my butt off, and eventually earned a contract. Nice. Earned a contract and spent three years of my career. Was it a short contract, long contract? Just a year. Just a year. Well, I take that back. They would do... Like they do now, one year, one year club option, mm. and why that's important to, because to it gives differentiate. The club it's, the option to do what they. The want. player has no say in this. Mm. It's either the club wants you, or they don't. Yeah, the club wants you at the end of the season. They're going to pick your option up. Mm. If they don't want you, see it. Mm-hmm. So, earned a contract with them. It was great because the competition, like I mentioned earlier, you had a good mix of youth and experience, and then we were also playing in a league, uh, at least in 2010, where. We now know the USL, but there was a league called the NASL, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was made up of teams like... Uh, North American Soccer League. Yeah, North American Soccer League, exactly. So, so Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale was in it. We had um, a, a team called uh, uh, Crystal Palace Baltimore. Mm. Rochester Rhinos were in it. We had... The Cosmos, this is not the Cosmos. Cosmos had come in, but a couple of years after. Okay. Um, the Austin Aztecs okay. before they became the Orlando City. Okay. Right. Um, I love that Austin Aztecs. Name. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, and then on the USL side, you had Vancouver Whitecaps, mm-hmm. Montreal Impact. You had the Portland Timbers. Mm, MLS teams now. The you know, MLS teams now. Mm-hmm. So, and the year before that, the Seattle Sounders. Mm-hmm. Right. And they had just made that jump. So, a little history lesson for the for the younger viewers. It wasn't always oh straight on MLS. Mm-hmm. Now these teams built up, uh, you know, following built mm-hmm. up success, Community. and then they make their way into the MLS. Puerto Rico, what made them so unique is we also competed in Concacaf Champions League, mm. right? So on top of us flying from Puerto Rico to Vancouver for an away game, which at the time was the furthest distance of two teams in the same professional league in all of the world. Really, right? And a, I think that's the problem that many people don't know about playing in the MLS is that we're freaking huge. Exactly. Well, you see all the all the players that are coming across and that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest things is like, oh, the travel is terrible. Yeah, that's what the Europeans that come from playing exactly. in Champions League. Exactly. And they, they know a bus or they know a short yeah. flight, right? Not a, Bell's about to get a surprise. Exactly. When they go and, and plays, you know, against New York or mm-hmm. whoever, right? Or Miami. Um, not to mention the weather either, mm-hmm. right? But uh, 
But yeah, it was a good experience because you're playing against like Vancouver Whitecaps and then midweek you're going down to Mexico City and you're playing Toluca. Mm. And it's like, this is incredible. This is yeah, incredible. It's right? a little bit of both worlds right there. Exactly. And then you get, yeah, you're going from Vancouver Whitecaps where, you know, uh, it's probably, in my opinion, it's one of the nicest, most beautiful places in, in, mm-hmm. the, in the world. And you're going down to Mexico City playing in Toluca yeah. and you got barbed wire fences and the fans are yelling at you and you're like this close mm-hmm. and they're telling you, you know, whatever, you, you, yeah, you're right, you know imagine. the terminology, right? And you can't breathe because of, you know, the altitude. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, this is incredible. Or yeah. you go to Olympia or you go to Foss, right? You go to wow. El, um, Honduras or El Salvador, so places like yeah, this. It could be even worse down there too. Dude, <laughs> it's incredible. And mm-hmm. then, you know, people banging on the bus, throwing stuff at you. We're getting motorcade, like, uh, like, um, uh, security, Jesus, you know, detail. You guys exactly. And, and I'm like 20 years old. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, you're just geeking out. This like, is incredible. Yeah, this is incredible. Like, Fuck, yeah, right, exactly. You're just like, yeah. This is great. I don't know what you're saying, but thank you for the support. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Um, no, but it was, uh, man, what a great experience at such mm-hmm. an early age. Yeah. And, uh, you know, pressure. Yeah, of course. I freaking love it. Yeah. I love it. You know what? And maybe it's a little bit of being naive and not really understanding. Yeah, but pressure makes diamonds, baby. Yeah, Let's exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But no, it was there for three years mm-hmm. and uh you know as is kind of a common theme in my own career team folds mm-hmm. and i get the news christmas coming l- in my career, yeah yeah, yeah. so christmas like right around christmas time mm-hmm. get a call that hey 2013 the end of 2013 going into 14 oh excuse me the end of 2012 going into 13 mm-hmm. team folds <sighs> okay so i'm scrambling i'm mm-hmm. like okay i have some ex- professional experience did you have an agent no agent. No, no agent. Uh, I was doing it all on my own. My dad was helping me negotiate the contracts. But again, at that time, you don't have leverage, mm. right? You, you can think you're worth X amount of dollars, but you don't have any leverage. Did you not have any leverage with what you had been doing up to that point? No, because it was like, you want to talk about opportunity. Mm-hmm. Opportunity was few and far between at mm-hmm. that time. There was maybe... But you had a few shares of opportunity, you know? In ter- well, I mean, in terms of like teams that yeah. are out there. There's four leagues now. Yeah, four leagues, right? You, got, you, you have the USL uh, League One Championship, you have MLS Next, and mm-hmm. you have MLS now, mm-hmm. right? And then you have NISA, but I'm not a huge fan of NISA. Okay. Um, there was a quarter of that, of that. So the mindset of the player was don't negotiate too much because they'll get somebody to do it for cheap, mm-hmm. cheaper, right? So long story short, Fort Lauderdale Strikers, which is now Inter Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, they. Oh, I didn't know that they were now Inter Miami. Okay. They were in the NASL, and uh, went into preseason. It was basically like I started all over again. I went in there as a trialist, worked my butt off, worked my butt off, worked my butt off. Eventually, signed a contract. Signed a contract for five hundred dollars a month, mm. and I was living at a Holiday Inn Express. No. To stay in the game. Wow. To stay in the game. And this Talk is about sacrifice. This is not this is this is two thousand and thirteen. This is not glamorous at all. No, no. This is the this is where the rubber meets the road, mm. right? Do I really want my my life's mm. trajectory, what's going on here? So you, you have these you have incremental success and then you have a little bit of down. Mm. And then up and then but the idea is stay in the ma- stay in the game. Mm-hmm. Stay in the game because it will get better. It, it it inevitably will get better if you continue to work at it. You continue to be sight. reliable. Right. Exactly. It sucks right now, but you know, it, mm-hmm. time is going to pass. Time, it, your opportunity will come. Are you going to be prepared for it mm-hmm. or not? So you're going to have the excuse as to why it didn't work out or the reason why it did. And that year was tough because 
I earned, I earned the opportunity to start. I wasn't the starter. I came in as a number two, earned the opportunity to start, and then a catastrophic kidney injury mm. in a match. My first match. I did read that. That yeah. Lacerated kidney. Lacerated kidney. What what the heck happened? I took a knee. So coming out for a for a ball in the eighteen, call keepers, and there's gonna be a collision. It's my defender, he's holding off the guy. Well, I you know, obtain the ball and I go to turn my shoulder like Caught this. It in your chest. In your chest. Not yeah. up high. Correct. Okay. And I go to kind of put my shoulder into the to the player mm-hmm. and he left his feet, jumped, and his knee, my back was exposed, knee just went boom. Mm, he and was just coming in. Correct. And it was like... Getting hit by a car. When you, Well, when you watch boxing, mm-hmm. right, and somebody gets hit in the kidney, and they just crumble. Mm-hmm. I don't wish this pain on my worst enemy. It was... And I don't say that to be dramatic. It was everything. Blood coming out of places it shouldn't be coming out Jesus of. Christ. Right? I can't stand up all the way. I can't sit down all the way. And it was brutal. So, oh. you know, and I'm in a hotel. You said game one? This is my first game, yeah. Jesus. This is like... Three games in the season. Oh my god! Ten month, twelve, tw- ten month recovery process. What did you tell yourself after they patched you up? Like Cody, are you gonna bounce back from this? Are you it, done? Well, it's not. Yeah, well, it's an interesting one because it's not an ACL. It's not like a you know an elbow or a finger injury or something like that where there's rehab to it. It's yeah, just no, this time. is like your internal internal thing got broken. Like yeah. you, I don't know, you can operate like that. Like, yeah, it was, uh, you know. You can't put a bandaid on this one and just Correct. run back on. I think the mindset was just control what you can control, mm. right? Because there's a total, um, there's a total shift in lifestyle as well. That like, pace, like Imagine. to be active, uh, you know, constantly sweating, mm. constantly diving around, making saves, yada yada yada, going to the gym, being outdoors. That, that's me. Yeah. Now it's like you can't do anything. Sit still for I'm a like, second. Oh, God. Okay, so you know, first month or two, taking it easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a. I have what's called a nephrostomy tube out of my kidney. So, and it, and without getting too graphic, mm-hmm. I had, um, I had dual plumbing, mm-hmm. I guess you'd say, right. I had a bag, went into a bag mm-hmm. and you know, I would empty the, so for the people that don't you know, know your liver, just your, your kidney, your kidney cleans all of that stuff. Yeah. Your kidneys filter your, your urine. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, apologize for being graphic, but it, it goes through your ureter into your bladder and then you pee. Jesus. Right. For me, I could still do that, but I also had a nephrostomy mm-hmm. tube mm-hmm. out of my kidney that also had a, like a, uh, I guess you call them a colostomy bag, mm-hmm. right? That I would kind of clip to the inside of my shorts, mm-hmm. right? And then empty it when Occasionally I Occasionally just clean it out, yeah. So it sucked. Yeah. It sucked. It, it, was, it was brutal. It was a terrible, terrible time. Um, and how, like I said, how were you mentally? Cause I feel like at this point you're starting one game, two game, you feel like, all right, this is what I've been fighting for. And a freak accident yes, happens. Like, yes. I have the best support system. Good. Uh, my parents are the best. They, they, and just for, for an example, I live, I'm from three hours North. Mm-hmm. Right. So thank, thank the Lord that it didn't happen when I was in Belgium or mm. when I was in Puerto Rico. Right. So they were able to come see me. I was able to then, you know, break the monotony up of, you know, oh, I can't really do anything. So I'll, I would you go back. by yourself. Right. I'd go back home. And I think that's important too. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're healing, the environment that you're around, the people that you're around, what you're talking about, what you're taking in, right, all that stuff, that's massively important in my opinion to rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. 
So I was able to, you know, slowly but surely start going on walks, slowly but surely start, you know, reading more, listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. things that interest, other things that besides football. And then, you know, one month turned to three months, turned to six months, turned to nine months. And then it's like, okay, I can finally have this tube taken out. Mm. Um, and I could start, you know, lightly, you know, catching volleys, moving laterally and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was just controlling what you can control. And taking it day by day. Long-term thinking. But it, it sucked. Mm-hmm. It sucked, man. It was like a complete 180 from a lifestyle mm-hmm. lifestyle change that I was used to. I cannot imagine. You know, so... You get past that. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, not necessarily like a new lease on life, but wow, I, uh, you know, I'm still in this position where I could still perform at a high level. You know, I have all my vital organs intact. Yeah, they're all inside. They're all they're, they're all healthy, and um, let's put this behind us. Mm-hmm. So put that, like I said, ten months, three surgical procedures, and a tube out of my back, uh, and. You know, obviously the season comes to an end. Hey, code, you know, thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for, you know, the hard work and everything, but we're not going to be picking up your option. Okay. So I'm back, all, to the grind I'm back on the grind again. Mm-hmm. So I I'm, I'm back in, in Melbourne mm-hmm. and I'm scrolling through Twitter. And at the time, uh, you're familiar with Carlos Bocanegra? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Carlos, yes. Mm-hmm. So Carlos um, was promoting and at the time he played for Chivas USA. Mm-hmm. He has his own indoor facility in Upland, California. But you're in Florida. But I'm in Florida, dude. And he ca- and he, he's promoting this $150. You know, you're going to be seen by X Y Z scout. All right, let's do it. Wow. So you want to talk about <clears throat> Just dropping your things? And- literally and figuratively paying your dues, mm-hmm. right? Buying the flight out there, rental car, hotel, food, right? Yeah. Betting on yourself betting on yourself burn the boats again burn the boats again so go out there and it was great it was one of the better decisions i think i've ever made in my life because i was one of 50 players one of one with professional experience Mm. and uh, you know i impressed to the point where i had a scout from la galaxy come to me and say can you get back here next week I'm like, well, I don't live close. Mm-hmm. Let me talk to my parents. Don't live close. Where do you live? Yeah. The other side, the other of, the side of the country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So long story short, I'm like, all right, fly back to, mm-hmm. you know, land at Orlando International. And um, my, my parents are like, yeah, we'll fly you back out there. Mm. Right. So go out there for the next weekend. And the next weekend is this invite only combine for what is now Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm out there three days training, you know, other guys that have professional experience and Sunday comes and they call me and they said, Hey, can you get back out here next week? And I go, listen, this is getting way too expensive. Mm-hmm. I was like, either, you know, either you guys are able to fly me out there or I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, but I'm at the airport, I'm at LAX now I'm flying back to, to Florida. Let me know. And I landed in Orlando about 45 minutes to an hour drive back to Melbourne. I get a call from Bruce arena. Hmm. Wow, I got a call from Bruce. A random guy. Yeah, Bruce. just a random guy. Yeah. I got a call from Bruce Arena mm-hmm. and um, he said, Code, we'd like to bring you into the first team preseason. Wow. And Ricardo, when I say like emotion, I like I, I wait till yeah, till yeah. I hung off the phone, but not not twelve months earlier, I was in a hospital. Yeah. I was in a hospital. And it, and it's hard not to it's hard not to be romantic about personal endeavor and drive and not having this upwards 
mm-hmm. se- ascent into into uh, you know positive achievement or, or or you know life achievement because you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs, yeah. and that in that moment it was like not necessarily everything was worth it. I would mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's worth it to go through what I went through, but it's like man, you finally got something back. Yeah, a little bit of that work, that and I'm crying, I'm hugging my mom, hugging mm. my dad. It was just it's such a beautiful thing. So, you know, I'll get the emotional side out of it. But Congratulations, though. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it was man, it was just, it was a, not a weight lifted off your shoulders, but it was more confirmation of, like, I'm on the right path. That whole process must have been like that because you probably showed up to play, maybe had some jitters, and then as you start playing, you start gaining a little bit of that confidence back. Yeah. Like, you know what? I still got this. Yeah, and then exactly. Nobody probably came up to you and told you at the time, but a little bit of you might have said, like, I'm killing it right now. Exactly. And that, and that, that brings up a good point. I don't want to, I don't want to miss this is that if you're a player who's going through an injury, right? Physically, that's one thing. So if you get cleared to come back from a knee injury or Mm -hmm. whatever, that's one thing. Mentally is a whole nother thing, Mm -hmm. right? You need those mental reps. Like from a goalkeeper standpoint, I need to be able to dive at people's feet and feel Mm -hmm. confident, confident that even if I do take a hit, I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's a whole other thing that I don't think a lot of people understand. They're just waiting to get that up okay from the doctor that allows you to get back to playing, mm-hmm. but they don't really keep in mind that this is what really dictates everything. Mm-hmm. Physically, you could feel fine. Mentally, you need those repetitions, yeah. right, to cut. If you're, yeah. you know, if you're a midfielder or a forward defender, mm-hmm. right, you need to be able to, you know, win your aerial mm-hmm. duels and feel confident that you're going to land and not your knees you know, aren't buckle gonna... or anything like exactly. that. Exactly, mm-hmm. that's something that's very rarely kind of spoken about, spoken about, talked about, and that's. That, that's something that's really important. I think mm-hmm. teams should be more aware of, of the, men, mental, the side mental side of it. Of it. Mm-hmm. So, so you, be, which can be so hard because you're dealing with 11, 22, 30 players all coming from different situations. Correct. Uh, one kid, 17, he just got bumped up from the youth team. Another yep. guy's coming back from a lacerated uh, internal <laughs> something, you know. Yep. And then you got veterans who are just trying to get their last years of it. So it's just Spot a on. posh, posh of situations spot you're spot on i don't even know how do people tackle those type of situations yeah it's it it takes time it takes time and it takes again your environment and Mm -hmm. your support system and you know that is that's a a major factor in 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 the recovery process both Mm -hmm. both physically and more importantly mentally Mm. so i'm in preseason with the first team so i'm with robbie Keane and landon donovan and those guys name a few huh right exactly name drop um, Rafa Garcia. Nice. So, yeah. oh, so that's your first Rafa and I, that's when, yeah, 2014. It's probably a lot younger Rafa. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I, I got, I got all the time in the world for Rafa. Okay. He's just a wonderful human being. Wonderful Is he human. still here in Edmond? No, he's, uh, he's back in LA. Okay. He's with the Academy. Cool. And he's doing, he's doing excellent. He's going, in my opinion, he's going to be a wonderful coach. Think so? His personality, I freaking, you, you would have this guy in a locker room 11 times out of 10, mm. just because you know what you're going to get from him. Mm. Right. He's, he's all effort all the time mm-hmm. and he's a great person nice and he's a wonderful human being nice. wonderful human being so i got all the time in the world for rafa. Shout out to rafa yes exactly so he uh he was the captain of g2 that year mm. and it was interesting because they would drop guys down some guys would have the right attitude of like all right i'm gonna get games this mm-hmm. is gonna help prepare me for my my opportunity with the first team and then you get other guys that just that could be demoralizing and don't i guess pick up the right attitude from there and it can quickly just turn into yeah, a had guys slope. that were like the, the club was willing to pay their mls salary mm-hmm. and they're like no i'm gonna i don't want to play in the reserve team mm. and they were just they left so it's like it, so it didn't make any sense but rafa mm. is a good example of somebody who used it to for what it was there what it was there for right 
I'm going to go get games. I'm going to prepare myself for my opportunity for the first team when, mm. when that opportunity comes. So that was that experience that year was was wonderful. One being in the environment, and then two being afforded the opportunity to play games. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, my opportunity came through injury of somebody else. But I took full advantage of it. Played 25 games. Felt finally felt in a in a rhythm, mm -hmm. right? As a goalkeeper. This is your this is your first good long patch Correct. of professional Correct. game time now. Exactly. Exactly. So um, at the end of the season, you know, I thought I was going to get my option picked up. Didn't get my option picked up. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, on to the next. Um, but with more experience in your belt. Exactly. Now you have more leverage. Correct. Is the word that we were using. Correct. So then free agent, the Austin Aztecs call. Okay. And a gentleman by the name of Paul Dalgleish calls, the head coach. Mm -hmm. um, he says, you know, we want to offer you a contract, you know, yada, 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 whatever. I've never been to Austin. I've never been to, I don't, well, I've been to Dallas and what have you. Mm -hmm. Been to Austin to play, but not obviously haven't spent any amount of time there. Um, and it was between Austin and one other club. I can't remember the club though, though at the time. And decided on Austin. I was like, you know what? This is, this will be good. So I went there, spent a season there. Played. As a backup. As a backup? Okay. I was a backup. And I was a backup to a young kid who would never work on his weaknesses, only no. want to work on his strengths, only wanted to work on the side volley and how good he looked and how great he is and have everybody, you know, pump his tires. Mm -hmm. One and done. Mm -hmm. Never to be heard from again, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's The writing just, was on the, the writing wall. Was, yeah. So I took that, I took that year for what it was, came, worked hard at training, you know, was a good teammate, mm -hmm. got maybe five games that year. At the end of that season, that team folds. Mm -hmm. Right. So <laughs> anything you touch just turns just into to, yeah, rubble, exactly, I guess. exactly. So that team folds, and I'm like, okay, well, what, what am I gonna do? Mm -hmm. I still want to keep playing. I, I really enjoyed my opportunity, my experience in Austin, not necessarily from the the playing side of it, but you know, being professional while we were training, and then spending the afternoons in the community or mm -hmm. coaching or meeting just people allowed you to grow and learn at exactly. a different capacity. Exactly. And it must have been hard not playing, but it seems like you had your right mental state of mind yeah. at that time. Yeah, and it was around other guys. Like, we wouldn't have a bitch session mm -hmm. at the end of training of like, oh, this coach sucks. What is he doing? Yeah. Uh -huh. No, it was like, all right, you know what? My time will come. Yeah. You know, we're just... Worried about what you can control. Control what you can control. And it was good. I mean, look, there's a ton to do in, in a place like Austin, right? Mm -hmm. So it was, don't, yeah, I was saying, don't feel bad for me because I'd get out of training. I'd go downtown, mm -hmm. go try a new restaurant out or go, mm -hmm. go exercise by the, by Lady Bird Lake or, you know, Town Lake, whatever, you know, the name is. Go kayak, mm -hmm. you know, be active, right? Get your mind away from football. How old were you at this time? Probably mid-20s. 24, 25, yeah. Mm -hmm. 24, 25. Um, so, yeah, that season, you know, played a handful of matches. Was what it was. Was what it was. Then uh, I go back to Florida and for, for the offseason. And one or two weeks into to, to the offseason, I get a call from a gentleman by the name of Jimmy Nielsen. Nice. Jimmy uh, was, at the time, the head coach of the Oklahoma City Energy. Mm -hmm. um, I got to know him the two years prior. So with L.A. and with Austin, we would obviously play against each other. Mm -hmm. And he was always very complimentary, obviously him being a goalkeeper mm -hmm. himself, to hear the compliments of, wow, man of the match. Mm -hmm. from him I was like dude think like that mm -hmm. is the ultimate compliment yeah because if I could have half the success that he had professionally you're gonna be all right 
on top of the world. And you know what that speaks to is your your level of a human outside the pitch. Correct. Because if you weren't nice, if you weren't the way you were, maybe this would not have happened. That's true. That's very, yeah, it's very true. Like you, you, not everybody who's talented is easy to work with, mm. right? But it makes working with people that much easier if, if you're a good person, if you're a good person, right? Yeah. yeah. And I've had teammates, I've had teammates like that. I've had other goalkeepers that you go to work with them and it's like, I'm look, we can all be competitive, mm-hmm. right? But let's not be toxic. about Exactly. It. Don't be cursing at me under mm-hmm. your breath because I hit a volley, uh, you know, a millimeter off to the right or to mm-hmm. the left and made you take a step. Get the hell out of here, man. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so Jimmy calls me and it didn't take much convincing. I was like, yep, I'm there. Sign, you know, uh, 2000 going into 2016. Yep. Sign me up. Oklahoma City. What did you know about Oklahoma City at that time? It, it was a flyover state, mm-hmm. right? Oklahoma in general is a flyover state. I don't say that to be disrespectful, but that's how it's viewed, mm-hmm. right? Now, how it was viewed. How it was viewed. Now we're number 20. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But now living here for six years, I love yeah. it. Now it's home. Now it's home. Nice. Now it's home. So, yeah. So, and here's another thing about Jimmy and his wife. They picked me up from the airport. Wow. He didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. That, that's a gesture of that's who he is mm-hmm. as a human, right? Brings you to the apartment complex. Is everything okay? Do you need anything? Mm-hmm. This is this is a guy that uh, we're talking 2016, three years prior, he won MLS Cup mm. with Sporting Kansas City. This, he, must, he must have seen a little bit of himself in you, and I, I, I mean, having been through there, knows that those little signs of you know humility just go such a long way. Yes, yeah. So and 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 as a player to feel valued, to feel appreciated. He was the first person in my career to say, what you have, we want. Hmm. And that makes, it's again, this is the people business, yeah. right? It doesn't take much, but to express that to somebody who has worked his butt off mm-hmm. day in and day out and, and kind of always been made to feel like you should just be appreciative of the opportunity, which mm-hmm. I've always been. But to have that little bit more of this guy who's the decision maker wants me. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to run through a wall for that guy. Makes me feel like I'm on cloud nine. Makes me feel like I'm the most talented footballer ever. Mm. And that, again, that is, that's the, that, those are the soft skills that no amount of tactical talk, mm. no amount of scouting, right, could ever do, right? It's people. That's what I say. It's like manners will take you where, what is it? Somewhere else won't. <laughs> Or skills won't Skill, work. Yeah, something, something along, those, along lines. those lines. But, but no, that's, that's exactly, yeah. And, and that's what he's so good at, right? Of getting a collective group to buy in, mm. to work for one another for a common goal. And him being a leader of men and not in a, I'm going to crack the whip and you must do as I say when I say it, mm. right? There was, there was a way of going about things where he made you feel, he made everybody feel like a somebody. Mm. Or he makes everybody feel like a somebody. It reminds me of a little bit of this Ancelotti video that I was watching and how he makes his players feel comfortable with him, whether it's his sarcastic humor right. or him giving his players confidence yep. in that moment where he was like, Kroos, uh, you know, like, Marcelo, what do we do in this situation? Yes. What do you feel like? Yes, exactly. Because then you, mm-hmm. then you get, and again, at that level, I can only imagine, but you get buy-in mm-hmm. from people. And when you're in a team sport, right, after a, a singular objective, you need buy-in from people. Mm-hmm. And players aren't stupid they could they can smell a fraud mm-hmm. right and if you if if there's any sense of that then you've lost the change room mm-hmm. right and if you lose the change room good luck it's already hard right. enough as it is mm-hmm. right but he was so good 
at a collective group of individuals that were that had buy-in and he was he, he, he was he the was, glue he was exactly he exactly was and he would go to bat for you he, he would back you mm. right and then in turn you know you're gonna get even if it's one or two percent better return on your ability your play Sometimes that's the difference between a win and a loss. Yeah, the com- well, I've been reading this book called The Compound Effect. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one to two, one percent a yeah. day yeah. adds up over time. Exactly. One percent better every single day. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I try to subscribe to that. Mm-hmm. I'm human, right? So we all have, have yeah. better days than others. But he was just, you come to training, you're excited to be there, mm-hmm. right? Or at, no disrespect to Taft Stadium, but it's not. No, it's not. It, it's not wide enough. It, I went it, to high I played high right. school there. And yeah, no, right. we know. It's not the burnabout. Yeah, right. no, no. I, if the players are frustrated, uh, us on the sidelines know that it's not the best place. Right. To play. It's a brawl. It's small. It, exactly. It's, it's, it's not football. It doesn't allow it, you to do what you need exactly. to do. Exactly. It's not football. So I say all that to say, like, we would, because we were training there as well mm-hmm. every single day. We knew what we were in for, but at least we're showing up and we're excited to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's, it was. It was as much as a like a professional environment as it was a hang. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed our each other's company. Mm-hmm. We weren't looking to like get done with training, get out of there as fast as possible, and get away from each other. No, we actually, we genuinely mm-hmm. liked being around each other. I mean, we'd sit in the damn locker room at Taft, mm-hmm. right? Which isn't you know, no. I mean, you're, it's shared with it's, high it's bare. It's bare bones. Yes, it's it bare is. bones. It's not a professional environment. And whatsoever. not to say anything bad about it. I understand, no. but it's what you have and what you have to work with. Correct. And and to be able like that was the ultimate. I think compliment to him that he is able to create or cultivate a culture of mm-hmm. people that one enjoy being around each other and mm-hmm. two will fight like hell for one another. Mm. Cause that's a hard thing to do considering where they could be in spot 10 on. years from now You're spot on. with that multi-purpose stadium, wherever yeah, that thing's going to get built. Exactly. You got to go through those tough moments. Exactly. Exactly. So if you can't, if you don't have that stadium piece, if you don't have that training ground piece, right. If you're constantly, you know, having to wait, uh, for the local high school to get done with training before mm-hmm. you get to go train. And it, as a professional, some guys, I know some guys, some Europeans were like, what is this? Yeah. What, what the hell is this? Imagine coming from LA, what, how it could have been for people exactly. coming from LA too, or exactly. all this other exactly. stuff, galaxy. Correct. So it's, it's, it was one of those <laughs> things where you're, you're appreciative for the opportunity again, but. Cause like you said, other like, people would die to be there. Correct. But then at the same time, you're going to play against LA too and you're, playing at StubHub Center and mm. you know everything is StubHub to Taft is can't hold a candle exactly or you're going to play in a baseball stadium in Tulsa exactly or... so so yeah it was you know we appreciated what we had but we also knew it was like all right well you need a certain type of individual here mm-hmm. that can have buy-in that's talented to because you're not going to get the prima donna striker mm-hmm. who's used to New York or LA to come here and apply his trade it could be coming from France and exactly have an eye-opening experience down it, here. exactly so so yeah, long story short, Jimmy coming to this team is was the whole motivating factor, you know, for me to come here. Nice. Yeah. And then you show up to Oklahoma, get a couple games, and you were the the goalie at the moment. Or I was that? Yeah, yeah. I was the starter from when I when I first what got here. What year was that? 2016. Okay. 2016. Um, Oh, how was the season going? The season, was this the year? Was, was this the year that we had made playoffs? And yeah, we made playoffs, but the year before was when Evan Newton was here. Okay, and I think that's when Energy won in penalty kicks mm-hmm. against Colorado Springs in the semifinal. Mm-hmm. Um, 2016, we did well. I think we lost to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. 
2017, we lost in the pe- in in the conference final mm-hmm. to Sporting in penalty kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you know things kind of went from here, and they slowly started mm-hmm. you know, going downhill. You had change in coaches. You had, uh, I'd say, a revolving door of players, mm-hmm. and the term culture, the term family, all these things that get thrown around. You cannot have any of that with the turnover that we mm-hmm. had, right? You can't have, you know, buy-in from people if they're going to be here for six months. Mm-hmm. You can't have that. They're looking mm-hmm. for the next, you know, if you're not going to secure at least their immediate future, how do you expect them to, mm-hmm. you know, give it, give everything, give it, give, give, you know, you, you got to understand people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something that I think that, uh, that it got to a point where bring this player in, this one's leaving, bring this player in, this mm-hmm. one's leaving. You're not gonna have success that way. No, you're not. You know, you look at the clubs that have have had long term sustained success, and they have a core group of individuals mm-hmm. that know what the culture is. They know what the expectation is, mm-hmm. right? And they know the certain way of doing things. Well, good luck doing that if year in and year out you have a brand new locker room with 22 guys. Yeah, you're not gonna have success. I mean, yeah. it's not rocket science, man. It's yeah, not. So that's, that's kind of where the club found itself. And you know, I did my best to kind of be the Do your part be the steady mm-hmm. you know steady steady the ship if you will or be the re- reliable guy you know did my best but there's only so much you there's can only do, so much i can you do know what i mean exactly and that, that's that's a tough one to kind of fix you know 100 but on top of all of that i mean you still got called up to play for puerto rico yes yes and that was what in 2016 your first season into energy correct like how was it when you got, how did you get called up? Yeah. So getting back to our initial conversation about the experience in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. because it's a Commonwealth of the United States, mm-hmm. I'm able to, and that was going to be my question because yes. you said you didn't have parents that were from Puerto yeah. Rico, but being Commonwealth it's, with the United correct. States might allow something different. Correct. Because I live there, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to, you don't have to give up your passport. Mm-hmm. Um, you just are able to prove, you know, through leases or mm-hmm. through bills or what have you that you've lived there for X amount of years, mm-hmm. you're able to represent the national team. Cool. So I was like, oh, absolutely. I got that I like, under my belt. Yeah. I was like, let's do it. You know, um, you know, there are, there's a very small amount of, of people that play professionally. Mm-hmm. There's even a smaller amount that actually get to play internationally. Yeah. So I was like all about it. So who came up with you to you with this option? Uh, somebody at the Federation, uh, when I was there, when I was there initially in 2012. Oh, okay. So this was something that, Kind of had been brewing for some time, and I was interested. Of course, I was like, "Thank you. That that's really, really an awesome opportunity." But at the time, I was 22 as a, as a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. I was like, "I'm going to hold out because if my career keeps going, I could maybe I go to the U.S. national team, to do that. right? Mm-hmm. Something like that." Fast forward, I'm 26. I'm like, "Okay, I'm, national team's not on my radar, mm-hmm. so let's take advantage of the opportunities that are provided." And what a wonderful opportunity yeah. it was. I loved, I loved every single minute because you get to go back to the island. It's a very proud culture Mm -hmm. and you know, it's one, it's a beautiful place to, to, Mm -hmm. to live Two, They're just beautiful people. Um, and three, they're just so inviting and appreciative Mm -hmm. of the, of the pride that the individual takes in representing the flag, representing Mm -hmm. the culture, representing the people, um, that I, I love that. Mm. I absolutely love that. So every camp that I got invited to, yes, absolutely. I'll be there. I'll play to the best of my abilities. I hope my play is a reflection of how much that I care, Mm -hmm. you know, 
because it, I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy flying, you know, two or three flights there. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go fly some, you know, obscure place, mm-hmm. you know, like for on example. On top of your energy schedule. Yeah, exactly. On top of being a goalie, because being a goalie isn't easy either. Correct. So you're dealing with all that. Correct. So, yeah, my first, my first opportunity with the national team in a competitive match that I got to play in was against Indonesia. Okay. In Indonesia. Really? Yeah. So finished up a match here, flew Oklahoma City, Miami, met up with the team in Miami. We flew Miami to Doha. Wow. Doha to uh, Jakarta. Wow. And then uh, Jakarta to, I can't remember the name of the uh, the city, but another hour flight. Wow. So it was like 30 plus hours of travel. Yeah, but I mean... You're probably just soaking it all in. Oh my God, I wasn't sleeping. I was like, this, yeah. is, this is the best. So we go there and we're there for about a week and um, we play a friendly match and we're playing against this local team and we, we pumped them like, I don't know, seven, eight, nothing. Nice. I'm thinking to myself, God, we came all the way this way. You came all the way there to just stand there and watch your team. And it's not going to be, level. yeah. Well, I couldn't have been any further from the <laughs> truth. I was like, we're rolling up to the stadium the day of the game to, to play and it felt like... like what a Champions League final mm. would have been. You know, everybody's outside. I can't imagine what soccer's like over there. Oh my gosh, it's insane. Is it? It's insane. 30,000 people. Wow. 30,000 people. Is that the biggest crowd you've played? That's the biggest crowd, yeah, for really? sure. Your and first international game. In the, yeah, first international Wow. And, uh, this, was just, this is what it's about right exactly, here. Exactly. Standing, hearing your national anthem play yep. and all that. Yep. Wow, wow, wow. And then wow. the crowd is going nuts. Like, you know, I, I told, I told the... Um, the opera, the ops manager, right mm-hmm. for the national team. I said, please, I go, please take as many photos mm. and videos as you possibly can, because I don't know when I'm gonna experience this. Yeah, you could get your kidney lacerated. Right. In the yeah. First exactly. Play in the corner. It, exactly. You know? So, so uh, those memories mm-hmm. are phenomenal memories. Nice. Uh, you know, and then and then went on to, you know, represent them World Cup qualifying. Which um, is insane within itself. Yeah. Too, because yeah, you're holding a dream that. Players Correct. like Jorginho can't do. Yeah. You know, he can't go. He he can't go to the World Cup. That's a but good, you, yeah. you're there with it, those guys. Exactly. So that and then um, Nations League was another mm-hmm. one where, okay, they're glorified friendlies, but still we're playing against Trinidad and Tobago. Mm. We're playing against uh, Guatemala. We're playing against all these teams. So just a great experience. Mm-hmm. Get to travel. Get to see. Get to you know compete against the best against of the best countries. Yeah, exactly. And and then uh, again, getting back to our our, our conversation about life experience and you know interacting with people that maybe don't have the same life experience as you do mm-hmm. it's very enriching it's mm-hmm. for the be- for the for the for the positive mm-hmm. right so represented them all the way up until 2021 uh, and then decided to call it a day really just, just 2021 decided. why why did you call it a day then <laughs> the uh, so when my contract didn't get picked up here i wasn't offered a new contract okay. right I'd recently got married, mm. um, bought a house here. Mm. The opportunities that were... Was being, before you had that option with the contract not pick, get picked up? You had already gotten married then? Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah, I got married in 2020 and bought a house right before we got married. How do you like even get married in these type of situations? Because you have to be straightforward and be like, hey, I'm a professional soccer player. Right. It goes year by year. Yes. I don't know if I'm going to be here. Am I going to be there? Like, Is there this talk that you have? Oh, to have 100%. 100%. And... That was a big factor in, I feel, could I have played longer? Yes, mm. but. That's what I was going to say, because now you have 
international caps under your right. belt. So you could have Correct. had more, you did have more leverage at yes. that point. Yeah. And, and yes, the op, but the opportunities financially that mm. were coming my way, it weren't, they weren't worth it. So now it you was probably like, felt like you were hanging on to it a little too long and letting other things slip by. Correct. And, you know, to go be the backup at Charlotte for mm. a grand a month, I'm 33 years old, 32 years old at the time. That's not where my life's trajectory is going. 22, maybe. 22, single guy. Yeah, absolutely. Sign me up. I'll be on the next flight. Mm -hmm. 30, 32, 33. Nah, man. I don't want to, and I've seen this with guys. They need football. Hmm. You you understood pretty early that there was going to come a time. This is finite. Mm -hmm. Just like life. It's finite, right? There's an end point, Mm. right? And, and, uh, you know, there's, there's nobody that beats you know, the, time. Cl- the clock or time, right? Mm-hmm. As I say, father time is undefeated. Exactly. And I didn't want to be one of those guys that's like, you know, 37 years of age, mm. still kicking it around for a couple grand a month. No, man, I want to build something. Mm. And, and the other thing is this, I got really tired, especially you have these end of the season meetings with coaches and personal opinions are, you don't know Jack, mm-hmm. you know what about anything, but you hold my future in your hands. Nah, nah, dude. Like I hold my future yeah. in my hands. I am, uh, you know, I dictate how my life goes. Mm-hmm. And to hear coaches that really have no business saying, "Yeah, we're we're letting you go," say that. Mm. Okay. So that to me, I was like, all right, that was a uh, that was that was a realization of man. I I do not want to be beholden to anybody. Mm. I I want to be the creator of my future, and this is the best way that I know how. Mm-hmm. Right. I still work for people, but. I'm able to work for them in a capacity that's vastly different Mm. than... That's using a lot more different skills that you've been able to accumulate over these past 10 years. And on top of that, I think you're still scratching your goalie itch because you're doing soccer ally stuff. Yes. There's a camp coming up in a few weeks. Yes, Yes. exactly. Shameless plug. Right, we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, that's... That definitely must have been a tough one. But I think, and I know that I feel like you're navigating it pretty well. I'm trying. It's it's it, look. It comes with its own unique challenges. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. There's mm-hmm. there's been some times where I'm like, oh, should I? But I'm like, no, oh, man. Mm-hmm. It kind of it comes and goes, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that I I give myself a little bit of advantage in the business world, kind of taking my lumps now. And let's say fast forward two years from now, I'm 35, 36 years of age. Then I have all this experience that Mm -hmm. somebody who, if I held on and just Mm kind of went year to year, played at this team, this team, I wouldn't have that experience. Mm -hmm. So I look at it like, okay, let's get out a little early. Let's set the, the foundation of what I want to do next. Let me make my mistakes now. Yes. Learn. And then two, three years down the road, I can be. Uh, cooking with gas, as they say. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can be in a good groove. I can make a name for myself as no longer Cody Lorini, the goalkeeper, but no Cody Lorini, the trusted agent. Mm-hmm. And this is the guy that you need to talk to. This is the guy that um, has been there. That we that. yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm starting to get a little bit of it now. I'm starting to get a little bit more traction, mm-hmm. where coaches, technical directors, presidents are kind of funneling players my way, mm-hmm. and they're saying. This is the guy you need to you need to work with. Mm. Reach out to him, right? Nice. And that is something that that comes from. It's a lot of hard work. Hard work, a lot of years, time. trust. That's what I was. That's the next word I was going to use. Yes. Trust, reliability. Yes, you're not just a random Joe who's just going to be like, Correct. "Don't call me, I'll call you." Consistency. You sound like right. a mentor as well. Exactly. 
Exactly. So it's a natural, again, to me, it's a natural progression of moving away from the playing side of it mm. into the player representation side of it, where I can utilize these years of compounding experiences mm -hmm. to pay it forward. Yeah. And it's the best way I know how to, because young people, you know, and again, I'm not saying I'm old by any means. I don't have it all figured out again, mm -hmm. but I've lived some life. Mm -hmm. I've experienced the highs and the lows, mm -hmm. and I'm here to give perspective experience-based perspective, mm -hmm. not just, oh, I read this in a book and I think this is how it should come no. across. Or I'm Cody this is there's nothing that I know better in my life than this. Exactly, exactly. I understand that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what went into the decision. And again, I, was just, I, I don't want to be beholden to somebody else's decision-making mm. at, at the end of the season. It's like, mm. oh, well, I got to pick up and move now again because they don't like what I bring to the table. No, mm. man, no. no. That's the hard part of this level of soccer isn't yeah. it that's just so cutthroat and let's be honest if it was a million dollars we're talking about okay yeah i could do yeah. I, I i could push on but it's not it's not and you're barely getting paid enough to Co live correct and correct. i couldn't i can't no i can't imagine i can't imagine it, and, and again i have aspirations you know have a family kids you know soon mm -hmm. really um, no well that's oh, the hope i'm about to say congratulations yeah no no no, 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 no. one day we'll one day there. one day exactly okay. I'm not going to get there. I'm not going to get any closer to that mm -hmm. if I'm hanging know, on to, yeah. which isn't bad to hang on to the dream, but I feel like you knew when to move on. Correct. Which is, I feel like I've exhausted my, um, potential mm -hmm. from an athletic standpoint. What but I, this is something that you can do till your knee, your knees yes. can get blown out and you can still, you're not going to lacerate a kidney trying to Correct. <laughs> the scout. I, I, yeah. And that's the other thing is like, do you have regrets? No, I don't have a single regret from the playing side of it. I, I went for this. I, I peed did, in a bag for this. Yeah, I did I, everything. You left I, it all on the table. Exactly. So that's what I think is a lot of guys, I also, the mentality from a player standpoint is you don't want the game to tell you when your time is up. Mm -hmm. I wanted the opposite. Mm -hmm. I wanted to leave it on my terms. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. There's it a lot of guys point. where they're like, yeah, I'd love to keep playing, but my phone's not ringing. Mm. That's a brutal freaking place to be. Talk about brutal place to be. What about the place of being the person that tells the person that this is, this has I've, to I've had, I've had to do it a couple of times with guys. You? It's like, listen, we're the same age and you're playing, I don't know, wherever, whatever level you're playing, you're not getting paid. It's, it's very difficult to be, like be honest with yourself mm -hmm. you know i'm not saying i'm not coming at this from a place of um i'm not trying to be brutal i'm not trying to be an asshole but next time you're in your changing room look around right mm -hmm. look around at those ages of, of those players 21 22 23 33 34 years old you gotta start looking to see what else is out there mm -hmm. right because there's a heck of a lot more life to live but you get so kind of Caught up in enthralled in this this is who i am it's my identity yada 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 no man uh, there's a big world out there you can you can be of service to many people in many other ways not just through your athletic ability that start thinking yeah. outside this box and that's where it matters if you were the nice guy or if you were a mean guy your whole career because doors open correct doors open and depending on how you were in correct. those tough moments you know We'll find out. Exactly. We'll find out. Exactly. Well, it seems like things are going really good for you then. Right? Um, consistency. consistency. The same same thing as a player. Same mentality as a player. It's you know, inconsistency doesn't mean ten out of ten every single day, mm -hmm. right? Consistency just means I'm up. I have my routine. I stay in. Con I don't let a week pass 
with con- without contacting a player that mm-hmm. I represent. Is anything is anything you need me to take care of? It's it's um it's, those are like your rules that you have correct. For yourself. It's serving others mm-hmm. and, and serving others and then being um getting back to being able to promote and make people feel good, mm. right? Because it's the only thing in life that people remember, right? Is how you made them feel, mm. right? And if I can make you feel like a million bucks, right? You're never going to forget that. No. And that's the and that's the same mentality I took as a teammate when it came to positive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, self-talk and then obviously, uh, po- you know, positivity towards my teammates. Mm-hmm. That's the same kind of blueprint that I have in life is to make people feel, make somebody feel like, make everybody feel like a somebody. Mm. It's kind of like that football player. It's like, you look good, you feel good. You, you feel, feel good, good, you play, play good. good. And you play good and you get paid good. There you go, see? <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's Deion Sanders. I'm a big Florida State fan. So yeah. Deion Sanders said that back in the day. It's a bar. Yeah. Oh, it's I know. It's a bar right there. I know. He also said, they also asked him why he doesn't warm up and he said something along the lines of, you ever seen a lion warm up before he stalks his prey or ah, eats his prey or something along those lines. He said it much more articulate than mm-hmm. I could, but same he was a he was a human highlight reel yeah. both on and off the field nice nice well i mean sports agent yes. i have more sports agent questions but you're also doing coaching as well right correct correct tell me a little bit about that what do you have going on i love that? i love to teach mm-hmm. i love to teach i love to to um work with young people because they're very malleable mm-hmm. more malleable i think than the you know adults mm-hmm. right and from a goalkeeping perspective it's a unique one because we're outliers in a team sport. Goalkeepers, they are. I was just having that conversation with Ricky and how he is now the goalie director at Cosmos yes. and how he has been able to take that upon himself with starting a goalie program, which yes. um, it's it's tough. As a goalie, you go to practice with 11 to 22 players. You're doing field stuff. Uh, a good coach might have you have some one-on-one attention. Majority of them, you're just out there with the field players and you get no one-on-one attention. It's it, Yeah, and it's a very... Um, it's a lonely place to be mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, right or wrong, it's like being the kicker in football, mm. right? They're always going to say, oh, well, they're not going to look at the 60 minutes that led up to that game-winning kick that you missed. Mm-hmm. It's the kicker that missed it, uh-huh. why we lost. When yeah. the kicker just be like, well, if you guys are leaving it for me to win, then you guys aren't doing your job to begin with. Correct, correct. So goalkeeping is very similar in that aspect of like, hey, there's 90-plus minutes, but there was one action where – we got scored. I don't know because the keeper could the keeper have done better, mm-hmm. right? Not hey, this striker had seven opportunities and skied six of them, right? But he scored one, so he's look at he's looked at as like the man, mm. right? If you, if you have those same numbers as a goalkeeper, if you miss six but save one, you're not going to be a goalkeeper for very long, mm-hmm. right? So working with young people in this uh, in, in that capacity, there is there's a level of embarrassment when you get scored on mm-hmm. that these young people. Uh, and I don't say just young people, but I think people in general will always struggle with because it's, it is embarrassing. It's Mm -hmm. like, but being able to explain to them that, listen, I'm 33 years old, I had a long career and there wasn't a day that went by that I didn't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And then you see that light bulb in their, in their mind go, Oh, and it's almost like a relief, like a, like Mm -hmm. a visual weight off of their shoulders Mm -hmm. of, I don't have to be perfect. All I have to do is just do my best to be consistent and work hard. Mm. I love that because then then you're able to get through to the human, mm-hmm. right? The soccer is, to me, the soccer is the vehicle, but it's the life skill, 
mm-hmm. of uh, of being selfless. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a goalkeeper, you have to be selfless by nature. If you're a defender, you have to be selfless by nature. Mm-hmm. If you're a striker, you have to be selfish. Mm-hmm. You can be a little egotistical out there. You you have, but yeah, you have to be the one that's willing to take the shot, mm-hmm. right? From a defensive standpoint, you got to be the one who's willing to put their face yeah, on the line. On the line. Right. And remind me of Vidic right there. Yeah. You know, right? yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But getting through to young people and seeing that light bulb, that aha moment, mm-hmm. um, and then seeing them kind of level up, level up, level up, level up and work hard and be consistent. And I try to be very complimentary to, Hey, you know, you, you can thank me for being out here, but it's you and it's your determination. Mm-hmm. And it's your hard work and your willingness to not, um, to, to want to constantly improve. That's why you're getting the results that you're mm-hmm. getting. That's why you're able to jump higher. That's why you're able to feel more confident. That's why you're able to kick further to save, mm-hmm. you know, further shots, right? It's down to you. Yeah. And then to, to see that like aha moment, that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful, and that, that, that fulfills me in ways. That soccer individually probably couldn't. Because now you're using your stuff to feed other players. Correct. And that has a bigger impact. Exactly. Exactly. It's a, the term force multiplier. If I can then, if I can then instill that level of thinking into a young person, then, and I've heard parents have come to me and they've said, and this is the ultimate compliment. My kid feels more confident in social settings. Mm -hmm. They feel more confident public speaking. They feel just a general, they feel more comfortable in their own skin. Mm. Right. And, I'm not saying we're doing anything astronomical here. Yeah, it's still sport. It's not but rocket science. It's not we're rocket science. Training goalie skills, but that just feeds into all these other things. It compounds. It compounds, mm-hmm. and you have confidence in yourself and the self-belief that comes of it, mm-hmm. right? And that is something that's that that I get so much joy from seeing. Of mm-hmm. like, I remind the kids constantly. I remember six months ago when you couldn't do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. And I go, look at look at you now. Mm. Not only did you just complete these three tasks, you've you, you've done outstanding, outstanding. So let's let's compound that over a year, over two years, over five years, mm. and think about where you're going to be. And I tell these kids constantly, like 11, 12 years of age. I'm like, you guys are so much more advanced. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because you didn't play, no. you didn't take your goalie series until after exactly. high school almost, and exactly. now you're training kids and. Elementary school, exactly. middle school. And they're hard on themselves. But I think there's there's tremendous value of ex- expectation mm. with within the human. But it's also important to give them perspective mm. and to say, hey, don't be too hard on yourself. You're only 11. Mm. Yeah, you got to be able to take that little kid <laughs> yes. and just suck him back out and be like, hey, you're, dude, you're, you're fine. You're only 11, okay? And you're doing things that I could have only have dreamt of doing at 11 mm-hmm. years of age, okay? So you're doing just fine. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard. Because, okay, you, you're not on the number one team or so-and-so is a goalie and they only chose him because he's taller. Mm. Can you control that? No, you can't. Let's get to work, mm-hmm. right? And, and, of course, now in the summer, you're going through and it's like 99 degrees, 100 degrees. These kids are just eating it up. I'm like, are you sure you want to train? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, 100%. Okay, all right. We're going to take plenty of breaks. We're going to, you know, mm-hmm. you know I'm, not, I'm not interested in, in running you into the ground here. But their willingness to to drive their own proverbial vehicle in life and not have mom and dad say, mm-hmm. yep, you're going to training today. No, mm-hmm. mom, I don't want to. No, I get to go to training. Yeah, I've had a, I've done a little bit of personal training and that's a that's a funny situation to be at whenever a parent drops a kid off and they're not wanting to train and it, you're just like... You're, you're, it's like you're, pulling teeth. You're paying to be here exactly. and you're not cutting it, it from Exactly. Right and, and I've had a couple of those conversations over the years of say, hey, mom and dad are paying a good mm-hmm. amount of money to provide you an opportunity. 
Now, do you want to take this seriously or you just kind of want to, you know, screw around? Because mm-hmm. if you want to screw around, I'm not the one yeah. who's, who's... I'm not that guy, pal. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> You're that not guy. that guy, pal. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, and most, and that's, you know, when I speak to, to the young people and I speak to the parents, I say, look, I'm, I'm not somebody who's going to be yelling at you constantly. I want to uplift you. Mm-hmm. I go, but that comes with a expectation that you're going to give your best personal responsibility, personal responsibility. And I don't care if you make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I, I make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right. But effort, mm-hmm. effort is a non-negotiable. Give me whatever your highest amount of effort is this day. That's what you give me. I will give it in return. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't care if you screw up. I don't care if you make mistakes. That's what we're out here to do. Mm-hmm. We're out here to not be perfect. Cause if we're perfect, what are we doing? Yeah. Right. There would be no need for this. Yeah. Let's make the mistakes out here. Let's work through them. Mm-hmm. Let's communicate with each other. And let's try to get better, mm. right? But non-negotiable is your effort. Mm-hmm. And I'm not interested in just going through the motions. Mm. So for the most part, it gets received in a way of like, oh, okay, yeah. I can buy into that. I can be that. Because you get coaches that are like, we have to be perfect 24-7, 3 That's not mm. real. Get out of here. Man. Yeah. Get out. That's not realistic. That's not realistic. You're not going to feel a hundred percent. Not only that, you're that's if that's the energy you're projecting to your kids. Imagine how fearful they're going to be for making mistakes. So Correct. now they're not going to be. Correct. Soccer's weird. Like you don't want to put that type of pressure on somebody because you cut cut creativity. That exactly. Could into to some more growth. You know, because if you cut someone's creativity off early, that will prevent them from wanting to do things later. You're spot on. So it's, I think we all. It needs to be a mixture of hard work. A lot of fun, but then also open to be able to make those mistakes. Make those mistakes in an environment where you're not going to be absolutely crucified mm-hmm. for doing it, and you're 10 years of age, mm-hmm. and then you're just 10 hap- years old. Imagine, and then you're just absolutely petrified. It ruins the game. It ruins the game. It mm-hmm. absolutely does, and that's and that's the thing that I hope the takeaway. Whoever does watch this and mm-hmm. ha- maybe has a young young person that's playing the sport, this this fear of um, of having your kid fail. Mm. It's so, it's so important for them to fail yeah. that by kind of harvesting this environment where you're never going to experience failure mm. is the worst thing you could possibly do. Yeah. Right. I a hundred percent agree. Because I was just telling Ricky, I have a five-year-old who, four-year-old, when he makes a mistake, he'll say, I'm sorry. I said, sorry. I said, sorry. And like he ran, he said oh. stupid the other day and I heard him in my room and I said, Hey, he said, sorry. And I said, don't say it again. Okay. I said, sorry. Ran into his room and started crying oh. and I had to go in there and be like, Hey buddy, it's okay to make mistakes. Yes. I'm not going to hate you. Right. I want this to be a mistake making place Correct. so that you can learn from that. Correct. And yeah, we need to make more mistakes. Uh, 100%. And it, look, it's a, it's an interesting one because you do strive for perfection. Mm-hmm. You never, nobody's going to be perfect. No, right. Strive for consistency. Mm. Consistency will take you places. Right. Mm-hmm. This whole concept of I have to be perfect 24, seven, 365. You're not a robot. Mm-hmm. You know, you have ups, you have downs. That's mm-hmm. life. Right. But to think, that these young people have to be perfect from an early age. We have to win every tournament. We have to play on every mm-hmm. top team. And that's the other thing is like, oh, I'm on the second team. Well, are you playing? Yeah. Okay. So what's the problem? Mm-hmm. Is it an ego thing? Is it mom and dad's ego that's getting in the way here? Mm-hmm. Right. That's one word that I wanted to talk to you about being a sports agent is mm-hmm. you're, you're dealing with humans, but you're yes. mainly dealing with egos Yeah. and egos are terrible. They can be, Depending on how a person deals with his own ego, correct conversations about maybe ending your career, maybe being on the second team. Yeah, it's all just internal mental ego battles that we have. One hundred percent. Yeah, because you're like, oh well, I'm better than this, or I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. This shouldn't happen to me, or why? Woe is me. Why is this happening? That's human nature. Mm-hmm. But then you got to get rid of that thinking 
quick immediately and just say, all right, this is, this is the reality of the situation. I can, I can bitch about it. Right. Or I can actually, you know, actionable offenses mm. that will help me get out of my current situation into where I believe I belong. Imagine it, an ego for a goalie, you know, and you get scored on once. What do you do there? It's brutal. Get scored on twice. What do you do in those games where you get scored four times? Like, or or like if you have a rough go of it and you got the fans behind you, you know, the, they the opposition picks the ball up in midfield and they're selling, they're they're yelling shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> right. It's embarrassing. Oh damn. It's a lonely place. It's a lonely existence. That's but I wouldn't have it any other way because you learn a hell of a lot about yourself. Yeah, there's not a lot of people that can do that. Yeah, it's that that's that's an endeavor that you know, athletically, you know, athletics aside. It's this, mm-hmm. and it's how much can you deal with? Because, you know, from a playing standpoint, that's why goalkeepers obviously can play longer is because it's not as rough on their body. Mm-hmm. But up here... It's even harder. harder. Can you imagine all the goalies that are in the world, but only one get to represent a team on the field? Correct. As opposed to, like, you could be one of the 20 on the squad, and if you're a defender, well, maybe you can play, you know, the right wing. Yeah. If you play the right Ricardo, wing. Ricardo, it took me seven years for the for the privilege to sit on the bench as a pro. Seven years. Mm-hmm. I was the number three for seven years. And then all of a sudden, boom, worked, my, worked my butt off. I was, uh, no, to sit on the bench. Mm. And then it was like, okay, can I level up again? Can I get an opportunity to, to play as the number one? Mm-hmm. Of course, it comes. But... Yeah. It's not, if you're looking for instant gratification, do anything but this. Right. And they say what, <laughs> like a 0.1% of players play professional. Right. Imagine the type, the do, the ones that get to play goalie. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And there's, like you said, there's only one of you. Yeah. Right. So you have to be a supportive teammate. Mm. You have to kind of, the self-talk has to be positive. Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to get an opportunity. My time will come. Just keep working, keep working, keep working. Be a good teammate. Mm-hmm. Do the extra work so on and so forth and then things will inevitably you know Flourish. change in your you know you know uh change in your favor mm-hmm. but yeah it's uh it's a it can be a lonely existence mm-hmm. it can be uh, but it can also be the most fulfilling you know uh, opportunity that you have in, in life to contribute to a win mm-hmm. uh and playing your part as an outlier in a team sport nice wow. That's a story you have on you, man. And it's still being written, yeah, you know? Yeah. We're an hour and almost an hour and 45 minutes Love in. it. Um, Love it. It's gone by so fast. All right. So fast. And there's still more to go. But tell me about your soccer camp that you have. Yes, of on. course. Thank you. Um, myself, uh, Alexis Vizarellis, who mm-hmm. is my goalkeeper coach here in the for the Oklahoma City Energy, who's now a youth coach up in Edmond, mm-hmm. um, and John Brown, former teammate mm-hmm. of mine, we have decided to run our own independent uh, we call it a striker keeper camp, but mm-hmm. it's not as if we're we're only closing it off to strikers and keepers. Our goal is is and I've noticed this, and it's not to badmouth anybody, but youth soccer is very kind of we're fencing everything off. Mm-hmm. You're either with us or against us, and I don't th- I don't buy mm-hmm. into that whatsoever. It doesn't matter what club you come from. It doesn't matter what ability you're at. Right? We want to create an environment of of um, uh, an accepting environment of people that want to come out and want to get better at something. Yeah, because it shouldn't be restricted to, oh, well, you play for Celtic, you can't come over here, you're in Cosmos, we Correct. don't want you over yeah, here, you're that, in Royal, yeah. That, no. cause, because it's it's kind of been, cur- not kind of, it has been corrupted into such a business mm. mode. It's a where, where Yeah, exactly, where you don't have the player's best interest, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's what we want. We want to provide an opportunity, one, where you're going to come out, you're going to work hard. Uh, there's an expectation for you to work hard, to be focused, mm-hmm. but 
at the same time, we're going to be your biggest supporters, mm -hmm. right? We're going to compliment you when you do things well. We're going to teach. We're, we want to create an environment where people want to be a part of the force multiplier, right? Mm -hmm. Where everybody around you wants to be around you. Mm -hmm. You're going to leave a session after three or four hours, right? For the next three days where, man, you can't wait to come back. Yeah, you're going to give them something. I can't wait to come mm -hmm. back. I can't wait to work on skill or, or, you know, I can't wait to see what the session is going to be like tomorrow, right? And that's, that's something, again, where it's an extension of who we are as humans. Mm -hmm. Nobody can compete with that. Mm -hmm. nobody can compete with that, right? You can say, oh, well, we were at this club and we, um, you know, this is a three-day camp and it's an ID camp, okay? Mm -hmm. we're, th we're three individuals who have professional experience. Plethora of experience. And want to pay it forward. Mm -hmm. Want to pay it forward to this next generation and want to do the work, right? Mm -hmm. Be out there with you coaching. We're not, I'm not sitting up in an ivory tower. Yeah, sending you know, somebody else to coach. Correct. Mm -hmm. It's me, it's, it's Lex and it's John. We're in there mm -hmm. and we're teaching what we know and we're teaching what we know in a way that is going to get through to young people and it's going to get through in a way where they're going to want more of it. Nice. They're not going to feel restricted or I can't make a mistake or mm -hmm. uptight. No, listen. We're Even though you guys are high caliber dudes, you guys can afford to make a mistake here. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. We, and we want, we want that environment of people can't wait to come back. Nice. Or, Where is it going to be at? So it's going to be held at Score OKC. I love that facility. Yes. They're mm -hmm. wonderful people. Mm -hmm. uh, Rob and Angie up there, mm -hmm. class. Rob awesome. is class. Mm -hmm. Awesome people. So we're going to be up there the 27th, 28th, and 29th of July. This should come out in two weeks, so that'll be perfect. Perfect. Um, the sessions will be from 8 a.m. to noon. Okay, four hours. Four hours, obviously, with, with the, the break weather. And 100%. 100%. Mm -hmm. Could be indoors, could be outdoors. Yes, and we have options. What we're going to do, we're, we're going to bring in a classroom aspect of mm -hmm. it, and we really want to talk about why we're doing what we're doing. Exactly. You're pulling them out and getting down to the details. Exactly. Of why because that it gets overlooked massively. It does. You can go out there and tell them to run this way, but if they don't know why you're trying to put that into a situational. Yes. kind of map it, it, there's no good yes and then on top of that the the extra service that we are going to provide and again this is all based off of scheduling and timing and everything mm -hmm. like that i'm going to bring in a few of my players um that that i work for uh to hop on a zoom call wow and have the young people be able to do a q a nice so the, the players that that i work for if they're if they're available throw them up on zoom, mm -hmm. you know, so-and-so the nine-year-old who that's going to mean the world to them. Ask a, ask a pro a question, mm -hmm. right? Both on the men's and the women's side. Mm -hmm. So providing a level of service that nobody around here can provide, um, period, period, <laughs> period. Exactly. And that's not to sound egotistical. No, that's no, the, that's you got to toot your own horn. Sometimes I hear you. Hey, I'll suffered, do it for uh, you. No thank, worries. Thanks, bro. I've suffered. <laughs> I've suffered for this to be able to say that. Yeah. Right. Um, but to, really get down to the human behind mm -hmm. the, the, the soccer player. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and what, what do you struggle with? Mm -hmm. Be honest. Let's be, you know, Oh, you know, uh, there's a lot of pressure on me when I'm playing in these matches. Okay. But pressure or getting nervous, mm -hmm. right. That's a good thing. And explaining it to them in a way of, Hey, that means you care about the job mm -hmm. that you're going to do. Right. Don't let it consume you. Don't let those nerves consume you. And you're not, you're going to be a shell of yourself, but, appreciate what that is. Mm -hmm. That's because you care about the job that you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's why you feel nervous, right? And you're going to do great. You're going to do great. And you know what? If you make mistakes, I make mistakes. Mm. Everybody in this room makes mistakes, right? But to explain it in a way of the aha moment where, oh, wow, you, you played for X amount of years and mm. you weren't perfect. 
and you know, you're still here and you know, nothing bad happened to you. Yeah. I'm still here getting through to those, to the young, to this next generation in that way is so overlooked. And so it's, it's it's so sorely needed that I hope uh, our collective hope is that that is what the takeaway is. Mm. Soccer, again, that's the, that's the vehicle. We're out there. We're gonna have a great time. Ton of touches on the ball. We're going to work, you know, drills, exercises, small sided games. Mm. Um, but can we go a level? How can we take it further? Exactly. Nice. Exactly. How so, can I sign up? Where do we? Yeah. So, so on my social media, we put out a, uh, I guess you call it a digital flyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put it out on the social media. Which is a nice flyer, by the way. Thank you so much. Thank you. There's a, a local gentleman. I can't, his name escapes me. Um, I'll send, I'll send you his contact. A wonderful, wonderful human. Um, put together a, a great flyer. Uh, there is contact info. It's my personal cell phone, personal email address. We're going to continue to kind of every couple of days, put it back on the stories, yeah. on the social media and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, try to, you know, we, we would love to have big numbers, but if... Uh, if you get small numbers, even better. You get that one-on-one yeah, session, get, yeah, less exactly. numbers, more, more time alone. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's going to be our, our maiden voyage, but we hope that we can at least do this, if not you know, you know, semi-annually, mm-hmm. we could do this quarterly. Yeah, that'd you, be awesome too. You know, and, and provide a, you know, something different than what the quote-unquote club experience mm-hmm. provides in an environment where you're going to get better mm-hmm. and you, you're having people that are coaching you that have lived it. Mm-hmm. Right? That care. They, and they care. And there's value there. And there's value. So that, that's our, that's our, you know, that's our goal in this, uh, in this upcoming camp nice. to, to, to really positively impact this next generation. Nice. I yeah. love that. Well, yeah. if anybody that's listening to it wants to sign up, find them on social yes. media, you know where to look for it. Shoot me a direct message. We'll be promoting it every couple of days leading up to the camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's something that you want to show up for a day, cause it is a three day camp. We'd prefer that you're there for three days so we can get to work with you. But if scheduling is an issue, you can only come one day. No problem. We can facilitate that. Any questions, send them your way. Send them my way. That's right. Nice. That's nice. right. Well, I think we're close to wrapping this up, but you didn't tell me, you, we didn't get to touch on your podcast. That I oh, want yes. To well, uh, we got the, looking at this camera. Or yes, that camera this is one? yours. This is mine. Champions Code, baby. Champions so, Code. What is Champions Code? Which I love the name too. I need some you. gear. You make me feel. Oh, hey, I'll, 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 I'll talk to my guy. <laughs> I need we'll to see make my, yeah, because yeah. I need to make myself <laughs> yeah, some yeah. gear. I feel like I'm being left out here. Yeah, so, so the Champions Code is a podcast that I started um, about eight to ten episodes in, mm-hmm. started a couple couple months ago. Uh, fellow, or they could be teammates, you know, friends, you know, uh, people that I've played against for years. So you're interviewing soccer people. Soccer people, but it's not the that's not the crux of the argument or the mm-hmm. argument, the the discussion, if you will. Um, it's more of the person behind it, mm-hmm. and not to get too philosophical, but it's like, hey, what makes you tick? Right. And, and let's talk about, you know, the ups and the downs. Okay. Let's talk about the reality versus the perception of being a professional and how you balanced one living in the moment of being a professional athlete, mm. but without the financial security long term. Yeah. How do you do it? How do you do it? Right. And that's that's a big topic of conversation. And that's another conversation that has never had. I can't imagine once you start at least lead with that, right. where that can take you. Exactly. Because I'm uh, some one of my persons that I've interviewed said, you don't write anything down. And I said, I don't. I kind of had a script in my head, but you really can go anywhere once Correct. you ask the right question. Exactly. And that's something that, yeah, I have a basic outline of mm-hmm. career achievement, but that's the first five minutes, the yeah. next 45 to an hour is who is the human behind it? Mm, what I makes you, what makes you tick? 
And look, we could talk, like, we get into discussions about soccer if I'm interviewing a goalkeeper. Yeah, of course. It's like, it's probably boring for the normal person, but goalkeeper to goalkeeper, it's like, wow, mm-hmm. you're, an ex- you're, you're me living another life. Yeah, and yeah, we, can, yeah. we, ha- we have a lot of similarities. Like doppelganger. If yes. you were born here at exactly. this time, these parents. A- exactly. So I, the takeaway that I would like the, the viewers or the listeners mm-hmm. right, to have is the, the person behind the player, mm-hmm. not just, oh, this is a great soccer player. Right. No, it sounds like now you're painting a realistic picture to yes. those people who want to know the life of a professional soccer player. Correct. The hard parts, the best parts, the not, stuff not that just people the, don't get to see. Not just the Instagram highlight reel. Not just the picture of you walking <laughs> in the tap stadium <laughs> holding your coffee. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. Let's talk about that week leading up to it when you weren't yeah. feeling great or you're dealing with an injury or you didn't know if you were going to play up until, I don't know, three hours before kickoff. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Hmm, where can I find the podcast? So it's on Spotify. Perfect. Okay, and it's also on YouTube. Cool. So those so are the it's two. It's a video podcast. It's too. a video podcast. Nice. Not, not. I'd say this. It uh, doesn't have the production value no, that you have. No, I'm not. No. I'm, you know what I'm saying? But it is uh, it's a compound it, effect. You're gonna yes, get there little by little. Exactly. And if so, you ever need help, dude, I can. Thank you. Definitely. I absolutely take you up on that. Show you whatever offer. I do. You know, it's we gotta help each other out. At 100. Yeah. So YouTube and uh, and Spotify. Champions Code. Champions Code. What made you want to do a podcast? Do you like the medium? How's it been? How I like talking you... to, I like this. Yeah. I, I like interacting. I like sharing stories. I like uh-huh. the human experience because, uh, I think we need more of it. Need more of it. Not everybody starts at the same starting mm-hmm. line, starting block in life. Right. And you strike me as a person that isn't afraid to talk to somebody that sees the world a little bit differently than you. It's the best. And if you don't agree with me, I don't feel like you're the type to judge. I, I don't feel like it's a personal attack. on yeah, Cause yeah. I'll tell you this much. And I think this kind of goes beyond sport. I'm not married to any of my ideas, mm. right? I'm not, it's not set in stone where this is what I believe. You know, I have, I, there's rules that I live by in terms of like what I expect out of myself. But that's called growth. Correct. And you, you being a different person five years from now, it doesn't necessarily mean anything bad. That means Correct. that you were just able to grow and evolve from the old way of your Correct. Thinking. Totally agree and yeah. love that. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of what I want to get out of it is, is speaking with other individuals that we have, uh, we're like-minded in some ways, but mm. drastically different in, in others. And I, I think there's tremendous value there. There is. Yeah. So Is it in person, Zoom? How do you do that? I mean, if we're in the same market, that's the other thing. It's like I got a buddy who's in Miami. I got a mm. buddy who's in Charlotte. So you've done Zoom interviews? Yeah. How do you... How, how, I love in person. I do too. Zoom, no, I, I'm, I'm with you too. It, 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 it is difficult at times, mm. but... It works. Uh, again, I want to provide the, I'll provide the question. I'll get out of the way. Yeah. I want to, I want to listen to you mm. and I want the other, I want, I want the, I'd say general public who just sees you as the footballer mm. or sees her as the footballer to get a little insight into the person. Right. And okay, let's talk about, so you can talk about soccer, but talk about other things. What else are you interested in? How mm. else do you spend your time? You can't just be football, 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 24, seven, 365. You'll make yourself go crazy. Yeah, Yeah. 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 What else makes you tick? I love that. I feel yeah. like that's a dangerous skill to add to your arsenal that you have, because in the you, best possible way, I hope right? Because so. you're hope. like, uh, you're, you're, you do the soccer, and now you're a sports agent. But yes. then on top of that, you have a podcast, which expands the network that you have. But on top of that, sharpens your communication skills in a right. way that uh, right. not having conversations won't do. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I've, and I, I want to be, uh, I want to continue to be confident in personal er, in mm. in, uh, in public settings. And feel like I can at least, how do I say this? Uh, feel like I can at least provide some sort of value to any sort of conversation. Yeah. 
And you don't get that if you're in the echo chamber of ideas and yeah. thoughts of your 30 mile radius of your hometown. This is amazing. I didn't know that you had a podcast and then you, it's you just got so it's much new. going on. I, well, I, yeah, I like to be, uh, again, it's this new, you're not sounding like a... Expanding like, your bandwidth. You it's wanted an, to try yeah, something it's new. Yeah, it's this new age that we're coming into where... You know, you don't need massive production value mm -hmm. or you, you don't need ma a massive production. It doesn't have no. to be lights, cameras, you know, a whole nine yards. You can just get you and me mm -hmm. and we can sit down, we can have a conversation and we can have a conversation based off of life experience. Mm -hmm. And that's, there's tremendous value there. Yes. There's tremendous value. So that's what I hope to get, you know, yeah, in time, I'd love to have sponsors brought yeah. to you by this. Well, I have one, one sponsor, Clear Audio, which is, uh, I got to give them a shameless plug. Clear that's Audio, great, great headphones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, um, they uh, they're sponsor of the league of the USL, nice. and when I approached them uh, to do uh, you know to explain to them what I'm doing, mm -hmm. they were all over. They're like, "We're sending you headphones. Just give no, us a, so a cool. quick promo at the beginning." I'm saying, "Absolutely." Mm. So yeah, support those that support you. I, oh, I'm gonna be a supporter. I'm Love. gonna tune into. Like I said, I didn't know and. Maybe hopefully the listeners didn't know yes. either, so you can gain a new you know yeah, community and, as well. And so. I'll be as like you, as consistent as I possibly can. Consistent. Consi that's the thing. Don't stop. I one time I had to record an episode by myself, and it was probably the worst episode that I did. But I did not not want to post. Right. So exactly. I needed to stay consistent. Exactly. You know what? I, I'm I'm going to ask you on on camera here. Can we can yeah, we do yeah, some cro it. cross promo sure, here? Sure. Sure. So sure. So this episode, when this episode comes out, we can put it on the oh, Champions yeah, Code yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Mix the audience. That'd be great, dude. And yeah. if you have any guests that you want to bring over, because gotcha. you have a superpower. You're a podcaster themselves have superpowers because we can get just damn about anybody on a mic. Yes. But then when you mix that with your sports agent yes. as well, like yeah. you're just tapped in so differently. Yes. So. And yeah, trying trying to provide value. Add, provide add value. you know, value add to any situation. It, you know, if it's getting somebody's story out there that, wow, this is a very interesting individual. Mm. And wow, I had no idea. Or I didn't even know. Well, of course you wouldn't have known it. Because all you know is he or she playing on a match on a Saturday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or what you find with a bad picture on Wikipedia. Yeah, bingo. You know I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, to, to, to provide, again, provide that term, the reality versus the perception of, uh, mm -hmm. of the individual yeah. is, is what my goal is. But yeah. Well... I appreciate you for coming on, Cody. Hey, thank you for this having me. This was a blast, 100% blast. I've learned a lot. And um, if the listeners, the viewers, if you guys were able to pick up any value, drop a like, yes. hit subscribe. I definitely recommend you to check out his podcast. With Champions Code. Champions Code. Yes. I'm definitely going to tune into it as well. Yes. Um, for anybody that needs a scout. Yeah. Hit me up. I, uh, a lot of business gets done via direct message. Really? Um, and I would say this, and I, I don't want to say serious inquiries only, but please don't view me as a miracle worker, mm -hmm. right? And I don't say that to be mean or disrespectful, but let's be realistic. Let's be realistic here, right? If you're if you're playing Sunday league and you're the undiscovered talent, look, there's, I'm, I'm again not shooting you down your dreams, but there's thousands of those stories, mm -hmm. right? So, um, what you'll get out of that, you'll get a response. I'll gladly have a conversation with you, but don't view me as like. The, the savior, all ever knowing. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I want to set the expectation early. Mm. Right. Because my, how do I say this? My reputation hangs in the balance here. Yeah. Right. And I can't just take flyers on any and all. 
right? I have you to burn your bridge if you take any Joe Schmo to try out with bingo, LA too. You bingo, know what I'm saying? Bingo. And they're, they're there for one day, and mm-hmm. oh, you know what? It's getting Cody, tough. is this what you're bringing yeah, to us for real? Exactly. Is this what you bring? Exactly. So I, I, and that's not to be mean, but that's to be professional. That's the reality. That's the reality of the, of the of the profession. That's mm-hmm. why zero zero point zero one whatever percentage play is because it's it's a cutthroat industry, mm. and it's not something. It's not a hobby, right? It's a way of living life. And if you're not willing to sacrifice it all, and I don't say that to be dramatic, mm. if you're not willing to sacrifice everything, then you're not going to make it. Yeah. So. Period. You imagine how hard it is for the people that get to make it to the Real Madrids <sighs> and still bust like you, a hazard? You know, well, okay. That terminology, though, that's like, oh, he's crap. Well, no, is he crap? Is, no, he's not crap because he yeah, had one time with one of the best. <laughs> no, but not not just that. But like when you're watching the game, oh, this guy's crap. No. Oh, he's doing it against the best players in the world. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe he's getting maybe Messi is skinning him alive, mm-hmm. but he's on the same field as Messi. There's a reason why he's there. So, the 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 I guess this goes down to that perception that we as non-professionals have with those professionals. Oh, he's awful. Because they he's could this, be doing. He that. could be going through so much, and we have no Correct. idea what Hazard's going Correct. through. Correct. You know, he's gone through all these injuries. You don't think he wants to perform at the best of his ability Exa- exactly. at the best club in the world like yeah but those guys you want to talk about being in a tough situation try going to play in a club that demands the absolute perfection where maybe you might not be able to get away with making mistakes there exactly so that's just a whole different threshold oh my gosh yes egos and mentalities and environments how far of a scout do you want to see yourself oh i'm taking this as far as i possibly can as far as you can yeah i think uh from a from a timing standpoint, the U.S. market is primed to really take to off. Boom, right? I mean, think of it now. Like you're, the World Cup Correct. is coming in four years. Correct. That that's gonna elevate things so much further. Correct. And I know, uh, and I'm with the people that say, "Oh, well, there's no promotion relegation." I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that was the case. And I, that's what I dislike the most about American sport, is you're almost you're you're incentivized to fail, mm. and that's crap. Uh, this concept of let's tank for a higher draft pick. Yeah, I don't like that. Get the hell out of here. What is that? That's, that's not the American way. Some NFL, NBA stuff. That's not right the. There. Yeah, that's not who we are as Americans. So why do we let that happen mm-hmm. in our sport? And that's why we're world football. They have this. Hey, it's a meritocracy, bro. Mm. Right? Either you bring it, you know, bring it, don't sing it, as they say. Right? Bring it's it, don't it, sing it. it's it's either you're you're staying up at the end of the season or everybody's jumping off the 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 ship because it's sinking. I have faith that it'll eventually turn into that i hope so but there's just a lot of growing pains that need to get passed through to be able to get there right the mls is still expanding Correct. it's a huge huge map to travel to so maybe Correct. we need more on the east more on the west to be able to have relegation whether it's the whole league in general or one from the east one from the west there's still a lot i, of I think I, yeah, I think they'll do sub conferences eventually i think mm-hmm. the conversation will be around like they do in the nfl mm-hmm. the other thing is this is the, the they're very um from a league standpoint they're fiscally uh, say conservative, mm-hmm. right? Whereas you take Barcelona, for, for instance. What are they facing right now? They can't sign Imagine. players because... They're basically needing to sign them for free. They, they have to pay Barcelona to play right now. But Bar- Barca had to let go of the generational talent, mm. Lionel Messi, because they couldn't pay him. Maybe it's... This is probably the fruits of the labors of having these generational uh-huh. players that they could not let go in their prime right because it would have been suicide letting go of an iniesta a xavi correct a messi a busquets when they should have when somebody would have paid a hundred to two million but yeah. it's hindsight is 2020 but i say all that I, I make that reference because economically i think you're going to see a lot more interest from foreign 
mm-hmm. entities and wanting to buy into the MLS, wanting to have some sort of stake. Mm. Um, maybe you diversify the ownership groups where they do like an LAFC where you have like 20 different owners, mm-hmm. right? So not one person. I mean, we already are seeing it though. There's correct. players coming and buying teams here. I think Wayne Rooney just bought a team somewhere here in the Probably. MLS or somewhere. Oh, well, I think he's coming to coach, but I know he owns a team somewhere. Mm-hmm. The other thing is this, is that it's going the, oops, sorry. It's going the, um, the opposite way with, I believe half of the Premier League teams are owned by Americans. Now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So LeBron Todd, James. LeBron is a part owner of Liverpool. Liverpool. You got um, Todd Bowley who just, uh, you know, he owns the LA Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Now he owns Chelsea. Um, you know, so all that to say, soccer is on this rise. Mm-hmm. We're early. Uh, we're definitely early, but 2022. 20, we're early. Yeah, you right. Know, it's 20, been yeah, going on forever. Forever. I know exactly. Yeah, it, but I and especially with the World Cup coming in 2026, man, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. I cannot wait. All for the best. For the best, man. So I'm excited for the future. You know, and, and trying to make incremental progress as we get along. Where 2026 comes along, and I can be the go-to. North American agent. That'd be crazy, dude. That's hey, speak it to existence. From your lips to God's ears, as they say. What about the goal for Champions Code? Just to be consistent. You know what I love about Champions Code is that you're taking your scouting so serious. I feel like Champions Code might be like a side passion project that could go way further than maybe scouting on accident. Right. You know. What right. I'm no, that's good. Yeah, that's. I, I want to. Yeah, I'd like to. Because I don't want to. I like to create as mm-hmm. well. I don't want to just be the guy who. He earns a percentage off of somebody else's work, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You want to be able to have I, something that you can put effort in I, and get yeah. something back. I also that like to be create. Yeah, I also like to create and and not just be the guy in the background. I like to facilitate deals. I like to be the bridge. I like to be the connector of mm-hmm. like-minded individuals. I love that aspect of my personality, but I also like being the creative side of it of being able to tell my story or being able to you know have interesting people on or be able to utilize my network of you know individuals who have achieved something in life Mm. you know that that, that's what I love and that's kind of what I want to take it and to branch out not just soccer players Mm. other other people that have taken an entrepreneurial risk on themselves Mm -hmm. right and and failed upwards and you know stayed consistent stayed focused you know didn't let any sort of uh, you know, life issue get in the way of, mm-hmm. of their goals, of their dreams, and people that bet on themselves. Mm-hmm. So. You should have your parents on. I should. I would I love to hear that. Yeah, I, my, shout out to your parents, too. I wanted yes, to say that. They you. sounded like they were very pivotal pivotal for you, and I think without them, like, who knows? Support system. The support system is massive. And my parents all were, I wasn't a great student growing up. I stayed eligible for sport. Um, but it got to a point where I was in Belgium and I was like, mom, dad, I'm here to chase a dream of playing professionally. Like school was, I don't want to say this, but school was getting in the way and they had the maturity or the, 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 I feel like they were allowing you to make mistakes. Yeah. And they were like, all right, school, I I get it. They're like, you can go back. Yeah. School will always be there. This is a front-loaded career path. You're not going to be 40, 50 years of age playing. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen for you now. Mm. So I'm grateful for, for their perspective on things. Um, and yeah, it's the, the support system is freaking massive, man. Agreed. Massive. Agreed. Now you're putting yourself in a position to be others' exactly. support system. A, so that's huge. Be, being of service. Being of service, that is, that's the mentality that I will continue to keep. Being a, being a trusted extension of the professional experience. Hmm. 
Well, let's leave it there let's. on that note. Let's leave it on a good note. I feel like we could go for a very oh, long time. 100%. But uh, Cody, yes. I appreciate you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Any last words? Uh, if, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of me, social media, clorendi23 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cody Lorendi on social media on, uh, excuse me, on Instagram. Um, I have Cody Lorendi FTSA, which is first team soccer agency, which mm-hmm. is the agency that I'm running. FTSA. Okay. Um, and then champions code. That's mm. the other Instagram. Send me the links. I will. We'll I'll, I'll, I'll link all that. And please, I will do my best. If you do reach out and you, you want guidance or you just have a question, I will do my best to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and respond in, you know, uh, the most professional way I possibly can. Don't come at him with some ridiculous questions, though. Come yeah. on. Be realistic, guys. Please. <laughs> this guy has a life. Right. Please. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, if you're listening to this, I appreciate you guys for listening yes. to it. Again, if we provide you with some value, drop a like, hit subscribe, recommend us to somebody. Uh, but this has been the Mass Football Podcast. Thank you guys for coming. And uh, Cody Lerendi. Ricardo, thank you. Nice. Peace.